0: Live from Chatterbox Sports Studios. It's off the bench with Tom Brenneman.
1: How you doing? I hope that your Monday morning uh, is going to be better than your Friday morning if you're a golf fan. We'll get to that in a minute, but uh, I, I decided to stay up. I, I decided to stay up for at least, uh, you know, 2:30 in the morning. then I went to bed. And I try to get myself back up. And then I found out that uh, what I had seen when I went to bed wasn't even all that bad. It, it, it actually had gotten worse. Uh, for those that obviously watch the Ryder Cup, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But if you don't care about golf, then maybe it's a pleasant good Friday morning to you. I'm Trace Fowler. This is Off the Bench, presented by United Dairy Farmers. And I need as much coffee as, as humanly possible. I guess we'll start in Major League Baseball. The Cincinnati Reds, they were off yesterday. But uh, that didn't mean there wasn't anything to pay attention to. We're in a position now where uh, other teams control their own destiny. And the Cubs used to be one of those teams. They were trying to avoid a sweep against Major League's best baseball team, the Atlanta Braves. And the Marlins were trying to beat a team from New York. Called the Metropol- Metropolitans. And that, that game actually didn't even end. Let's we'll start in Atlanta. David Ross and Zach Johnson are doing it. They're, they're, they're fighting it out. Seeing who can lay the biggest egg. Looked like it wasn't going to go the Reds' way. Because the Cubs jumped out to a one to nothing lead. But that was before the Braves would answer right back. Matt Olson. Bottom half of the first, made it 2-1 with a home run. The Braves controlled the rest of the way. They'd win 5-3. They would finish off a sweep of the Chicago Cubs, who are pretty much in a free fall. The Cubs were 76-64, and 64, with a 92% chance to make the postseason on September 6th. I think I had remembered a colleague of mine saying, oh, we ain't worried about the wild card. I ain't worried about the wild card. We're going to go win the division. That's what our main focus is. I mean, yeah, the Reds, I get it. They want to make the wild card, but we're going to win the division. Today, the Cubs, 82-77. and 77. Less than a 20% chance to play in October. You hate to see it. Uh, now let's go to the Marlins, a team that, uh, quite frankly, I had given up on. I didn't think that they had what it took, but they played good baseball of late. The Mets and the Marlins, they were deadlocked at zero until the bottom of the eighth inning. Ortega would hit an RBI base hit that would give the Mets a one to nothing lead and the Cubs and the Reds, and I guess maybe the Diamondbacks, and I don't know if they pay attention In San Diego still, but maybe they were all hoping that they could hold that one to nothing lead. And sure enough, the Mets would blow it in the top of the ninth. Jazz Chisholm would double off the top of the wall. That would give the Marlins a two to one lead. But then the rain came. And it came. And it continued to come. The play then get suspended. This is where on Twitter, X.com, whatever term you'd like to use, it was just all over the place. We got people disagreeing on what the, the, the rule book says and, and what 401.5AB means, all that stupid stuff. Listen, I mean, can we all be honest with ourselves for a half a second? If you think for a half, a, just, just, a, just a little bit, thinks to yourself that the Mets should automatically win that game in a situation that we're in right now, I just, I gotta be honest, if that was the Reds playing up in New York, we would all be beside ourselves if there was people considering for a half a second that the game should revert back to the last full inning of play when you just took the lead. Fortunately for the Marlins, the rule states that the game is suspended if the away team takes or ties the game, takes the lead or ties the game. So we'll see. I'm guessing that Major League Baseball at this point is going to force them to come back and play on Monday if necessary if necessary and the only way that's really going to be necessary is uh, if the Cubs can find a way to win the series against the Brewers I got something in my eye there or maybe the Diamondbacks find a way to get swept or somehow the Marlins just don't take care of business against the Pittsburgh Pirates, but let's face it, the Marlins are the team that the, 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 the more than likely is going to take that third and final wildcard spot. That is unless the Diamondbacks, of course, get swept. So as you head into this weekend, I'm sure we'll talk about the scenarios going forward, but really there's two prayers if you want to send up to the heavens as a Reds fan. One is that the Diamondbacks go to Houston, and Houston has a lot to play for. The Diamondbacks find themselves where they get swept, and the Reds sweep, which seems like the most toughest task, if we're being honest. I know that it's the Cardinals, but that's where we're at. And maybe the Pirates do get swept, and they have to go back to New York to play. We shall find out. There was football yesterday. Yes, there was. Unfortunately, as Packer fans... uh it looked like a good start for the Green Bay Packers. They'd intercept Jared Goff. They'd get the ball on their own side of the field. But unfortunately, that only got held to a field goal. And that pretty much was the only positive thing that happened for Green Bay for quite some time. Lions dominated from the start to finish, leading 14-3 at the, after the first quarter. 27-3 at the half. Lions would go on to win 30 to 34-20. to Dan Campbell appears to uh, have the Lions in very good hands. They got good offensive line. They have a good defensive line. The Lions are a good football team. They just are. Now, whether or not they're an elite football team, I don't know. But I'm certainly going to put them in the category of good. Very good. Maybe even very good. Maybe very good. We'll find out how far the Lions go. But they're not the Lions of old. Maybe this will be the year where the dead franchises come to life. You got the Lions. You got the Browns. Browns got an opportunity to make a statement this week as well. They face the Ravens. And we'll see what happens. And we'll see what we all pick. Because we have picks today. The Ryder Cup. I, uh, I, I talked about it a little bit there at the top of the show, didn't I? You know, they haven't won overseas in 30 years. Do you realize like how hard that is? You realize how many times you have to go over there and lose to make it thirty years? Fifteen times. If you were, a, it, it says on the script, Elliot put, if you had the fortitude to wake up at two a.m. If you had, if you were a dumbass like me and just stayed up till two a.m., you'd realize that Zach Johnson and the crew didn't know. They didn't realize the whole thing started. Team Europe. Who played relatively well. I'm not suggesting for a half a second they didn't. But they, they played relatively well. But there's been some Americans that absolutely you know what the bed. Keeping it at a kid's show as much as I can. They swept the morning. for nothing. Right now, Terrell Hatton and Victor Hovland are all square with JT and Jordan Spieth. Rahm and Hogard are one up on Kepka and Scheffler. Rose and McIntyre are one down on the Americans Homa and Clark. And unbelievably, McElroy and Fitzpatrick are six up through eight on Morikawa and Shoffley. Six up through eight. Now Matt Fitzpatrick was uh, he was just going I don't know what the what the right what the right term is, but wild, crazy and fuego. I mean I think the kid made five birdies and an Eagle to start. So, you know, sometimes it matters what your opponent does as much as it matters what you do. And unfortunately for the Americans, the Europeans are just whipping their ass once again. Is it all for naught? No. As a reminder, there's 28 points available. There was only four points that happened this morning. Currently, as it stands, the Americans still have a chance, although it's, not, it's probably a slim one to win three points in the, in the afternoon session. It's a little confusing with the overseas, but it is the afternoon over in Italy. Fellas, I don't know where to start. I know ultimately uh, Reed Mouse is probably still down in the dumps. And unfortunately for you, I think that you can just join the bandwagon that is Reds fans and just jump on and get ready to watch a lot of football in the near and com- upcoming weeks and just try to forget a little bit about how the season went. And then all of a sudden, maybe back in December, you can appreciate what you ultimately watch. Reed, how you feeling?
2: I, I feel good. Hi, my name's uh, Reed Mouse. I'm uh, 27 years old. My family, you know, everyone asking me if I'm down in the dumps, down in the dumps. I'm not down in the dubs whatsoever because my older brother, Matthew, welcomed a lovely girl into the family. It's my first niece, so I'm very excited. After the show, I'll go down and meet Brooklyn Brooklyn Ray, but Brooklyn Ray Mouse, congratulations on coming to the world. Congratulations on my brother and his lovely wife, Alex. So I'm really excited to go meet them. I also have a bachelor party. If you're going to the Bengals game this Sunday, send me a DM on Twitter. Let's meet up. Let's uh, let's go do it. But as for the Cubs, um, you mentioned a good point. You said this might be the year that – Dead franchises finally come alive, and that's clearly the case because the Reds had a good season. The Marlins are playoff bound, and and here they are. The Cubs, I mean, they do what the Cubs do. I mean, if you're not accustomed to this as a Cubs fan, I don't know what to tell you. Being a Cubs fan, been a Cubs fan for 20 years now, it's been fun for about seven days in that 20 years, so...
3: Elliot, how are you? Nice haircut. You look good. Thanks, thanks, Reed. And those seven days were better than any days that I've had as a Reds fan. So congratulations to you. <laughs> it was great last night. I was watching the uh, – this is the most Cubs, Cubs baseball I've ever watched in my entire life. My dad and I have been just powering through these Cubs games. Uh, so that was fun. I got to see the Cubs lose respectfully to Reed, of course. I didn't watch it with disrespect. I watched it with I love uh, that. a heavy heart. Yeah, so, thank you. It was, it, was, it was, you know, bittersweet, but mostly sweet. The Cubs uh, just have they just didn't show up. They didn't show up in Atlanta. That sucks. Uh, Atlanta's just far better than everybody else in the league. They're going to win a World Series, so no harm, no foul there. Reds, not going to make the playoffs. That's okay. Um, I thought there was a chance when the Mets took the lead, one nothing last night. I did my best. I bet on the Marlins. I did everything I could, if I'm going to be completely honest with you. I did everything I could. Um, but I, and I'm going to try to do it today. I'm going to put some Zebra Zillionaires. I'm going to put some Zebra all over the place. I'm going to jinx the Cubs, Diamondbacks, and Marlins to their defeats, to their losses. I'm going to do my part. Ride the Zebra Zillionaires. The more money we have on this, the better chance that we have to lose, um, or they have to lose. So that's going to be good. Other than that, football last night. Amazon football. Amazon needs Amazon to get rid of the. Foo-
2: Prime's terrible. They need
3: to get rid of the football broadcast. I can't do it anymore. Mm, Amazon football I, with the lags and the sh- and the horrible stream. The whole setup's abysmal. It's disgraceful. Nobody wants to watch it. Put it on NBC and, and call it a, call it a day. I'm tired of it. But I'm great. I'm great. Last night I put all my money on every single foursome for Team Europe. So every every twosome <laughs> that played last night, I won a lot of money when I woke up this morning. Hell that yeah. was great. That did was you really? Phenomenal. Did, you, did. G- you genuinely did that? Oh, I, I, I can show you the receipts. But I, it's listen, I, and again, that's only because I try to jinx, reverse jinx the U.S. into wins or, or my teams into wins. And more more than not, my teams just lose. Everything that I cheer for loses and dies. So I'll just make money off it. If I'm gonna be sad and, not, and I don't get to be happy watching sports, I'm gonna make money off it. So that's what I did last night. I had all literally, I bet on all four European teams, won money. Every single one. I had Europe to win the day. I had Rom well, that's I,
1: usually what happens when they win four nothing. Well, yeah, 2-4. I was
3: doing I, I was winning I was doing hole bets. I bet on John Rom and them to win like every single hole. Ton of money. I was just winning money left and right. I'm not gonna lie, it was probably the most profitable night I've had in three months. But it was great. Other than that, I'm great. It's happy to be here. It's really wet outside, but other than that, we're great. Sean, Bear.
2: Spur Bear. What's
4: Roar. up? Roar. Bear. Roar. Roar. What's going on?
3: Fellas, happy to be back. Hopefully, uh,
4: I can stick around the day and don't have to run <laughs> out the door and have my mom staring at me through a window over there. But uh, yeah, that was an elite live show, huh? That was an elite live production <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, live production. But uh, big, big Bearcat fan tonight. Let's go, let's go, UC Bearcats. Yeah, let's really get good. that first Big 12 victory. And another team to look out for tonight Seattle Mariners. We need them to win tonight. We need them to keep on winning. They're playing the Texas Rangers because if they keep winning, that means Houston has to keep trying. And I'm hoping Houston can get that sweep this weekend. I'm not down and out yet, Elliot.
3: Well, I'm down and Until out. the Diamondbacks win, I'm down. and out Until on the Bearcats too. Until the Diamondbacks too. win one is, more game, or the about, Reds lose one more game, there's yeah, one they're not thing. out. no the Reds have no hope. But there's also no hope for the Bearcats. You mentioned the Bearcats. This is the best part of college football. When when a when a team loses, your playoff chances and your season's just gone. So that's the best part. I already know that UC season's done for. It doesn't matter why I play the games because there's zero chance for a national championship. UC plays tonight against BYU. I don't care. You don't the want games, to get to a bowl game? Games? No. I don't want to play. The in the, bowl, I don't baby. want to play in the Cheez It Bowl. I don't want to play in the Lawn Care Bowl, the, the Idaho Chief Potato Bulls. Bowl, the Mayo Dukes Bull. Mayo Bowl, the Hawaii Bowl. I don't care. I just don't care anymore. So UC football win, lose, season's over anyway. Casey, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing good, Elliot. I'm doing good. Uh, Everyone here, we all got cleaned up today or yesterday. We, we were, we, yeah, we got the hammer ruggies. was put down. We said if we didn't come in looking good and clean, that we were all going to lose our jobs. So we all got haircuts, apparently. That's true. So that's, that's true.
2: That is a true story that Casey just yeah, told. Yeah. Speaking, of, speaking of true stories, everyone was asking about my, uh, my Cubs fandom. I got a fun story to tell about my Cubs fandom. So last night, I'm out doing stuff um, with my wife. I'm watching the Cubs game. I see they go down four to one. My phone dies as I'm watching the game. I come home. About an hour and a half later, first thing I do, I turn on MLB TV, if any of you guys know MLB TV. Sometimes it plays the game that you most recently watched on live on the television. So I turn on, it's the top of the ninth inning, the Cubs have a 4-3 lead, (laughs) and I'm just sitting here, I'm watching this, I'm like, man, are we going to blow another lead, and it goes to the bottom half of the ninth, and I'm like, man, we're going with Mark Leiter again, and then we get the first out against Matt Olson. I was like, come on, two more. Let's keep this alive. God, we're falling behind Marcelo Zuna again. And then he hits the home run. I'm like, oh, I've seen this all before. I watched this literally last night. And then I turned on the, the real game and they were down five two. So it was a it was it was a, it was an interesting about five minute stretch for old Rita Roo when he got home.
1: This is going to be the toughest show that I've probably done, uh, largely because uh, usually I, I have a hard time doing the show when I'm not distracted. It's going to be really difficult doing it today as I'm distracted trying to see if the Americans can pull themselves out of a hole here. Um, so if you have uh, two, t- two televisions, two tabs open at work, I can c- completely understand why. Uh, Super Chat coming in from Mr. Moe says, What's funny is UC's Natty hopes for basketball disappear at the beginning of the season, two. So it's not just a football thing. Um, Mr. Moe's coming in firing shots. Is this
4: a Xavier fan
3: talking about Natty Hopes?
2: <laughs> is that is that what we're doing here? He said he does not watch college basketball. Oh, and okay. also and also wow. that's
3: just wrong because if you lose in the early season of college basketball and yeah, you yeah. go on like 10, 15 game winning streak, you're back in. So I mean, that's you, also wrong. If, if, so Mr. College- Moe, you paid $5 to be wrong and that's okay. <laughs> Thank you for your money. There's no <laughs> <laughs> refunds on that. But listen, I'm going to take it. I'm going to go put $5 on Xavier to miss the postseason again that's what I'm going to do with that five dollars you just sent in so thank you very much
2: (laughs) it's it's what's great about college basketball as opposed to college football they could literally lose every game in the regular season get to the tournament tournament the conference tournament Win the rest of your games, win a national championship. As yeah, so long as
1: everybody, there's not that many tournaments anymore. I don't think there's not many of them that allow all the teams in the in the conference to get into the uh, conference tournament. But true. your point is valid. I mean, listen Biggie that's stuff. that's that's the uh, that's the caveat of of college basketball and college football, right? College basketball is one of those things where, you know, many people probably don't really pay attention to college basketball until you get towards March because that's just when the stakes are the highest. Um, certainly, if you love basketball, if you love college basketball, there's, certain, there's certainly a reason to watch all year long. I'm not suggesting that it's worthless in November and December. But, uh, but certainly, you look, at, uh, you look at many of the national champions of the past, and most of the time, they don't play their best basketball towards the, towards the end of the year. UConn looked like, uh, looked like a team that was lost for about a three-week stretch last year. Uh, and everyone in the Big East will remind you it was against all Big East teams. But point still stands. You know, this is the thing about UC really quickly before we kind of get into other subjects and things that matter. Here's the thing about UC football. I just think that maybe, and again, I know that this is a wild thing to say, is the college football playoff the worst thing that's going to happen to this fan base? Because we're at a point now where UC football for the longest time was like every week you could get somewhat excited because if you won that game, it was fun. It was something to look forward to. Now UC fans, and I know Elliot may not be the... the, the uh, the perfect depiction of every fan that is UC football, but it's like, you you got a chance to win your first Big 12 game. I mean, you should be excited about it. That should be something worthwhile to watch. It's enjoyable, but now, oh no, if you don't make the college football playoff, what are we doing here if you're a UC fan for football specifically, with all due respect, of course. You had one great class come through. One great class come through you had a coach that struck lightning in a bottle, everything fell your way. Might I remind you in the Big 12 Championship that same year, if it doesn't go your way and Baylor wins, and or whatever term it was, UC still doesn't get in the college football playoff. So it was just, in, in in without better vocabulary, it was a miracle from the first place to get in the college football playoff. Now we want to make that somewhat of the standard That just can't be the case. It just can't be the case. If you see football win seven games
3: a year or more, it's a great season. Tell me I'm wrong, Elliot. No, you're not wrong, but at the same and – and, and by the way, yeah, for most UC fans, tonight should mean something, blah, 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 blah. We'll all have fun and candy and whatever. We can all sit around the fire and sing Kumbaya when you beat BYU tonight in a meaningless Big 12 game. But for me personally, I try to win. I try to wake up, and I try to have a team that I like compete for a national championship. And UC football right now, unfortunately, with a loss to Miami of Ohio at home, is not a national championship competing team. So I check out of the season because it's not worth my time. I'm frustrated by Emory Jones. I'm frustrated by everything. U.C. basketball is all I have left this year, so we'll see. We'll see if they can pull it together. Hope for a miracle run in the Big 12, the best basketball conference of all time. But to answer your question, no, it shouldn't be the standard. You shouldn't wake up and expect national titles like Alabama. We are not Alabama. We do not have Nick Saban. We have Scott Satterfield. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just. You wake up and I and like. When I try to watch a UC football game and I'm like, oh, this is going to be a good game. I like, And then we think like, oh, who's our coach? Scott Satterfield, a guy who fans picketed outside of Louisville and just tried to get him out of the stadium as fast as possible. So that's why I'm a little down in the dumps. I'm a little down in the dumps. I'm a little down in the dumps about UC sports. But if you're a UC fan, cheer on, cheer on BYU, rah, rah, rah. Let's go.
1: Hey, uh, really quick stand on UC. We have two – Relatively big UC fans in the room right now. If if things don't go well this year for UC football, and for all intents and purposes, it's probably not going to go all that well. Considering that you have a brand new head coach, and anytime you get a brand new head coach, things are difficult. Period. You add on top of the fact that you have a transfer portal now. It's just not a really fair situation for Satterfield to to be judged by, but that's the world we live in now. You're going to be judged immediately. Satterfield's going to have people that think that he's not of a good football coach if he wins 3 games this year when you could have put Nick Saban in the same situation as Satterfield and Nick Saban might have won 3 games this year. I don't know. Certainly, the thing that's not helping the cause of Satterfield is Deon Sanders. And the reason I bring this all up is because there's a guy that decided to make a decision this year. And maybe you could convince me that Deion, he didn't want to come to UC and they wouldn't have had the money or they couldn't have figured it all out. But how long does John Cunningham sit at the top of UC Athletics before he starts taking some heat if Wes Miller isn't able to find a way to win basketball games in the next, maybe call it two years? I know this is a lot of hypotheticals right now. With yeah, well, let's, go, let's, let's, let's,
2: let's, let's, let's keep doing this thing. Like we act like like John Cunningham and the Bearcats just said no to Dion. I think they did. I, I, there, there's literally. Been no, been, so, no been no evidence to that what so no evidence how did he
1: how did he not even get like a full-fledged interview you're telling me that Deion Sanders wouldn't have at least been brought in I'll tell you this right now if you're a good salesperson if you're somebody worth this shit you at least entertain the option you listen to somebody you let them come in you bring them around campus you make it a big deal and then you try to figure out if it's going to make sense or not John Cunningham sure. never even gave it a shot never even brought him in never even made it a big thing you know why because they thought to themselves we don't want to deal with that that's not our style
0: i'm <laughs> gonna go I mean, get somebody the f- fact that dion that, even that, said that, anything, speculation that is a hour. fact
2: spec 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 speculation hours well dion
0: even said that they that he wanted to come to uc
2: he said he put out one instagram post
4: Okay, so, in a you don't think he little, would have entertained the UC yeah, job like, if they were interested? I
2: I don't. I'm not saying that, but we're because acting.
4: Colorado is such a better better program and it's such a better opportunity
1: than UC. You're you're probably right, Reed. You're well, probably I'm right. Just, he probably was like, you know what? You acting, know where I want
2: to go? I
1: want to go to Colorado, where they've not won shit for thirty years. That's where I want to go. Oh, what conference is it in? Oh, it's in the same exact conference as UC, who just went to the college football playoff.
2: Where do you want to go? Do you want to go to Boulder or do you want to go to University of Cincinnati?
1: I'm I just, don't know. I'm
2: just saying we're acting like the like Dion like was begging to come to UC and Bearcats turned him down. I'm not saying that they didn't have. I, I, I'm not saying that it wasn't an open door or anything. Like that. I'm just saying that we're acting like the Bearcats just said like we don't want Dion. They Dion, did.
4: They didn't interview him. you have to interview a guy him. to show any kind of interest. But to I'm him. just
2: saying I think like if 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 the options were between Colorado and UC, he still takes Colorado. Why? Because more money.
4: What, is there because more money?
2: Yes. You yes, sure? Yes. You're sure? Yes.
1: Hmm. I mean, there is more money in Colorado. I'm not suggesting that there isn't, but I also think that if so, what there you're was, saying is, I just don't is, think that, there, that's fair. What you're saying is, I just don't is,
2: think there was ever a world in which Dion is coming to to UC. Gotcha. I don't. I don't think. He, I don't think Dion ever took that seriously. And maybe you could say that UC didn't bring him in. Maybe Dion didn't want to be br- like. We're, we're all speculating here. So but I guy, think. But if we're going to speculate, if we're going to speculate, I'm not going to speculate on the side that UC fucked up. Man, that's
0: a kid show. Oh, oh, I don't have a bleeper. Beep. Missed it. See you guys.
3: <laughs> 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 no, I read. I, I
1: guess Reed's trying to make and illustrate the point that UC UC didn't have a chance to interview Deion Sanders, and I just have a hard time believing. That's the truth. I, when a guy played in this city, put on his Instagram, a picture of him playing in this city before all of this happened, and he wouldn't have he wouldn't have at least come in and interviewed formally?
2: I, I just I I, I
1: He went he I'm pretty sure he went and interviewed formally at like the University of
0: Central Florida somewhere. And to be fair
1: In fact, I'll look this up as we go around the room to be fair. Central Florida is
0: an objectively
3: better place to coach a football team. I don't think that Prime was trying to do everything in his power to go
0: to UC. I don't think that was the case. But he was open to the idea of coming to UC. It was a, you know, favorable spot for him to go to. It's not like you know, I just, I, I did, just, I'm not like,
2: gonna. I, see, I just don't want us to keep doing this thing on the show where we are constantly belittling the University of Cincinnati because Dion isn't the head coach of the University of Cincinnati, and because it, it's, it, it's an insinuation that UC fumbled the bag on Dion. UC could have put all of their time, effort, and energy into Dion, into getting Dion here, and he still is unlikely that he comes here. So I I just I'm not gonna I'm, I I I'm gonna push back every time that Trace or anyone on this show says UC messed up by not getting Dion because I like I said like I just illustrated if UC put all their time effort energy through all the money through through all the you know try to woo him all these things try to get him to UC I still don't think that
4: Dion's top spot would be UC. Well I'll tell you this if they would have put an effort in and didn't get him say they don't get him I bet you they still could have got Scott Satterfield
3: but well, let me ask you that yeah, still yeah on the you're table. right you're right you're right but here's the thing Deion's making roughly two million dollars more than Satterfield right now you're paying a guy who you know will jump ship if he has one good season you know Deion Sanders is not a Colorado lifer he's going to go to Miami he's going to go somewhere big immediately after they have a decent season that's oh, a fact that's gotcha. a, that's a fact so you're gonna pay you're going pay five million dollars five and a half million dollars for a rental Okay, that's what
1: you're going to do. Cause, 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 because what the better option is is to go get a guy that doesn't have other opportunities because he's so bad that you just have to marinate in his shit. Yeah, which, is we'll just not, which is what you're mad about with Satterfield. That's what you're saying. Would you rather have a guy that has other opportunities because they're winning football games or would you rather just have a guy that's just going to sit around and win you five, six games a year and no one really loves them? And is play that what the Duke Mayo just, Bowl. just Yeah, you're going to play the Duke Mayo Bowl every single year and you're just going to love life. That's what you are. I'm just going to tell you right now. That maybe, just maybe, he didn't want to take an interview, perhaps, possibly, but all I got to say is, is if you're worth your weight, if you got a little bit of charisma, if you can find a way to sell your own place a little bit more, it doesn't just come down to strictly money. This is a guy, by the way, who did play in the NFL for a long, long time. This is a guy, by the way, who had premier jobs ever since he got out of said NFL. This is a guy that had millions upon millions of dollars before he ever arrived at any campus. Money. Might be the ultimate factor for Dion. I don't know. Maybe it is. But I think if there's anybody in the world that you could convince possibly to go somewhere else than to somewhere else because of money, it'd be a guy that already has millions and millions of dollars. And I would have at least given it a shot. I would have given it a shot. But you know what happened instead this is the truth at least obviously reed's going to get mad because i'm speaking as it a fact when I, maybe it's just my opinion but you know what happened we all know what happened they went after guys like brian hartline they went after other guys because that fit their mold a little bit better that was what they wanted and they swung and missed and they looked around the room and they thought "Shit, we're gonna have to find somebody who do we go get well they don't want that guy down there in louisville he did have some success at Appalachian state. Maybe we'll give him a shot. And there you go. Match made in heaven. A guy that was trying to get run out of town finds a new home. You can convince me all you want that maybe just maybe Deion Sanders never wanted to come to the university of Cincinnati, but I'm going to tell you right now, Wes Miller better save John Cunningham's ass or else John Cunningham's going to find himself on the outside. Looking in, he's going
0: to in a couple years. Mr. Mo brings up a really good point. Colorado has made 90 million in three weeks because of Dion. Sounds pretty nice for a rental to me.
2: Once, once again, I'm not, I'm not arguing the merits of hiring Deion Sanders as opposed to Scott Satterfield. I'm not <clears throat> arguing any of those things. I'm just saying I'm not going to sit here and let this show continue to bash UC. For fumbling the bag on Deion Sanders when I don't know if that's the case. In fact, I'd argue that's not the case. I just that that's all I'm saying. I'm not gonna sit here and go like UC messed up big time by not hiring Dion Sanders. see, like I like I illustrated, UC could have put all the time, effort, energy to try and woo, to try and get the money, all these things to get Dion here, and I'm not sure that Dion would be here.
3: Yeah, I don't. I don't think he was ever. In, I don't think he was ever in the cards for, for UC. Could be wrong. Right. But I mean, the state. I mean, I just there was no report. There was nothing that connected him to UC at all. He had one Instagram post. But that's all. I mean, that's it. So Real quick. UC, UC plays tonight. Do we give Justin a shout out for joining later? A minute. Yeah. Okay. Shout out. Sh-
0: shout out to. Well, I'm not saying yeah that we did. Shout out to Justin. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Anyone want to help me out here? It's- I'm
1: working on trying to get my YouTube pulled up for the fan funding. If you're not logged in, it doesn't show you the uh, super chat. So I am I am back better ah. than ever. Justin Edgull. Edgull. You are a leader of men. Uh, Mr. Mo with a good point. Yes. Drew Garrison says we have an F-bomb. Just what this show needed. Thank you, Reed. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> yeah, some, some love it. Uh, Mark Federer says, go bucks in the middle of our controversy over UC and what <laughs> they've done or what they shouldn't have done. And then you got Mr. Mo again, coming in with another big bomb saying that uh, 90 mil in three weeks seems like a pretty good rental. I, I, I this is, this certainly where, wasn't where this show was supposed to go, but that's what you get on off the bench. You just never know where it's going to go. I, I'm just to the point now where I did feel like during the interview process. UC didn't give it their best effort towards Dion because ultimately I don't think that was the guy they wanted. It's as simple as that. If they wanted Dion, they would have at least, at the very minimum, brought this guy in and court him around town. He would have, they would have tried to do their best sales pitch humanly possible. Humanly possible. Are you telling me that if you really wanted a guy that you couldn't even have gotten Deon Sanders, who was, who was at Jackson state to come at least walk around the campus and try to figure out whether or not UC was an option. And he winds up in Colorado because that's such a powerhouse. Yeah. Money, money, money. I hear about it. Do you think Deon Sanders would rather take a, like a million or a million and a half less in the, in the position he is in life? To go to a place where he thinks he could be more successful, or take a couple more million a year and just go to Colorado, who's, quite frankly, before he got there was just basically a, uh, it was, it was basically the NFL's version of the Detroit Lions, a do big
2: you, black hole. Do you think that Dion? If we're going to keep speculating this and we're going to keep talking about the the merits of Dion going to Colorado as versus UC, do you think that Dion, the attractiveness of going to Colorado is that he's the biggest ticket in town? Even if he gets UC football rolling, even if he comes to the Bearcats, he's still not the biggest ticket in town. He's still not the most important thing happening here in Cincinnati because we have the Bengals. We have the Reds who are both playing well. Do you think that? Because, I mean, like, he owns the city of Boulder, Colorado now. He owns that city. He's He's the Joe Burrow of Boulder, Colorado. Do you think that is attractive to Deion Sanders? It could be. Because you know it is. It, 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 it's not <laughs> it could be, be. It
1: is. No, what Reed's trying to suggest is that Deion Sanders' ego isn't so big. It's not big enough to think that if he thought that he came to Cincinnati, he wouldn't be the biggest thing in town. Because you know what? That would. That's what I'd be selling. That's what I would be selling if I was John Cunningham. I'd bring him in and I'd say, yeah, we got Joe Burrow. Yes, we got the Reds. We got all those things. But you you're going to be the biggest thing in this town. And oh, by the way, guess what? Look at all these different things we have in our town. You want to go to Boulder? Be my guest. Nothing against Boulder. Boulder's a great town. But would you rather be the king of the ship of Cincinnati or would you rather be the king of the ship in Boulder? I don't know. He
3: wouldn't. We have some super chats real quick. Go Um, ahead. We need more UK basketball coverage in here. Uh, I need expert breakdowns from y'all. That's $5 from Chi-Town Real Estate. Uh, I, I, I thank you for your $5. Unfortunately, that's just not going to happen. Uh, I, I don't know enough. I don't like them very much, but I thank you very much. Drew Garrison says we have an F bomb, just what the show is needed. Thank you, Reed. Mark Fetters says go Bucks. I also disagree with that one as well. But. That's okay. Thank you guys for supporting the wow. show. Thank you very much. Uh, by the Thanks way, we reading those super chats. Yep. No one, no one did that. No one did that. No one did that. No, no, one, one, did that. Did that. no one. But, but no, that
2: no shows, did that one, Elliot. That show, that shows <laughs> the <that> Elliot, <laughs> Elliot's locked in today. Hey, they got him
3: twice. Hey, Elliot's locked in. Well, I, I, I got complaints in the chat, so that's what I was reading. I was reading the complaints in the chat, so that's what I was doing.
1: Uh, this shows this show is off to a roaring start. We gotcha. do have a new In super fact, chat. In Elliot, wanna read the new it, super chat? Yeah, no, go I don't, ahead, Elliot. Yeah, Elliot. No, nope. nope. go ahead, Elliot. It's you.
3: Drew Garrison says one UDF shake and a bottle of Pawnee water and Prime would be here. Change my mind. Yeah, you're probably right. Ooh, we
2: got a new we got a new super chat. Drew Garrison says one UDF shake and a bottle of Pawnee water and Prime would be here. Change my mind.
4: Oh
1: man. I'm
2: sorry, Elliot.
1: Oh. What an elite show playing. this has become.
0: All right. All right. Let's move on to some Bengals talk. Bengals. <laughs> the
2: yes.
1: Cincinnati Bengals. What do the Bengals need to do to win this football game in Tennessee? I will say I like to think that they need to throw the ball over 15 yards down the field and have somebody else catch it a couple different times. A couple different times. You know, I was thinking about what I said the other day, and I don't know if it's true or not. We'll certainly see what other people around the room think, and uh, they'll, they'll probably let me know whether they, they believe it or not, because it's going to be a little bit of a, uh, a little bit of a controversial Go statement. Go ahead and troll. It's not trolling. Go ahead. It's not trolling, folks. Floor is yours. Someone in the chat said yesterday that, oh, didn't Tom Brady dink and dunk his way all the way to just, I don't know, seven Super Bowls? Yeah, he did. He did, and a lot of those Dinkins and Duncans all right, were, to be fair, on the backs of a defense. That's exactly how Tom Brady won a lot of football games, especially earlier in his career. And I'm not here to say that it was all it was. It was Tom Brady wasn't good. I'm not here to say that Tom Brady, you know, didn't deserve all the accolades and the, and the credit and, and the recognition that he's done. But to say that you're going to spend a significant amount of money on the offensive side of the ball right because every time we discuss big money contracts for this franchise the Cincinnati Bengals it's obviously Joe Burrow and he got paid but then the next guy is Jamar Chase and then usually the next guy after that is like what can we do about T Higgins it's always the defensive side of the ball That doesn't get talked about when it comes to extensions. Yes, they've made some extensions. I'm not suggesting they haven't. But we're not talking about like, you know, for instance, a defensive tackle like Aaron Donald. You gotta extend him. Not talking about any kind of edge rushers. Yes, Hendrickson's been great. Is he gonna get extended? Already did. Sam Hubbard?
4: He got one year, right?
1: But we're at the point now where all the talks are on the offensive side of the ball. All of them. If you want to convince me otherwise, I'm I'm, I'm ready to listen to you. I'm willing to to look. I'm willing to listen. But every single time I hear Bengals fans talk about the future, it's always about the offense. And I'm just here to tell you that if the plan in the short interim is to rely on this defense, then I think that's a scary thought if I was a Bengal fan. Because I'm not sold. I'm not sold that this defense is going to be able to carry the load. Hmm. Are you sold on that?
2: Listen, you're you're asking if if the Bengals should start extending defensive players. No,
1: I'm saying that this defense is never the thing that everyone talks about as to why this team has success. It is exactly that. And then when you suggest that you have a 219 million dollar guaranteed quarterback, the answer
2: now is that you can dink your de- dink and dunk yourself all the way down the field. Listen, every every team, unless they have a superstar defensive player, they, don't, they talk about the offense more because that's what fans are drawn to, scoring points. And that's been, honestly, the charm of the Bengals' defense is they don't have any huge names like Aaron, Aaron Donald and T.J. Watt. And for you to sit up there and say, like, maybe they should start extending defensive players, they already have. Logan Wilson, Trey Hendrickson got extensions this offseason. On top of that, the Bengals are putting all their draft capital, all their early round draft capital into the defense. The Bengals are putting just as much effort into the defense, just as much capital into the defense as the offense. They're just doing it in different ways. The offense, they're doing it in free agency because the young guys that they already think, they already think they already have elite players on the skill positions. So they're going to extend those guys, and they're going to go to free agency on the offensive line. And they're going to extend the guys that they know are playmakers on the defensive side, and then they're going to draft guys in the secondary. What are we talking about here? What are we talking about? This defense, Lou Anarumo, has been great. I said last week that the defense had been bad for six of the eight. They've been great. Wait a minute, timeout. This is what cracks me up. They've been
1: great. Objectively, week one and two, they were terrible. They had one good game against the Rams, and now all of a sudden you want to sit
3: here and tell me they've been great? They've been great for 2 You're years. You ready to hang your I hat said. on
1: this defense the rest of the year? I
0: mean, I listen said they've been what great saying. for listen 2 years. No, Reed, Reed, okay.
3: was, Reed said he was they were bad for 6 of 8 quarters. I said so. they were
2: bad for 6 of 8 quarters last week and they come out and have a a marquee game on primetime football. They win that game single-handedly. No, I don't think that the defense can do it alone. Yes. I mean, uh, I, I, I guess I don't know what you're arguing. If you, I don't if think there's any
0: team that can have a defense that does it all by themselves. Correct. Right? Like the there's no, to do better. There's no NFL team in the league that relies on their defense to get them all the way to the end goal. There's
3: I mean, been one there, defense in the there's, history there's, of the NFL that's done that. That's just not yeah. that's true. That's a,
1: the, what you're getting ready to say is a false statement, but go ahead and say it.
3: The the, the eighty six Chicago Bears is the only team that's ever eighty five. The Ravens, the Ravens carrying Trent Dilfer.
4: Buccaneers.
1: Buccaneers didn't do it the other year. What about what about the Broncos the, when they the had Buccaneers, Peyton Manning's old ass the they Buccaneers, couldn't even literally
3: do anything? The Buccaneers. You want to the, keep
1: going because I mean you're, we've already well, de- we've we're, we're, already debunked your statement buc- like five
0: times. over. The Buccaneers they're talking, they're
2: led the what
4: two thousand two Buccaneers. Oh well, whatever.
3: Okay, I was wrong with that one. Fullback. Yeah. I mean in the in the last ten years. And like
4: Trace just said, the Denver Broncos the year they won it. Peyton Manning was terrible that year. And they won the Super Bowl because of their defense.
1: But go ahead. You guys are trying to bring up a point. I'm, I'm just suggesting, are you guys ready to hang your hat on this defense? That's the question I'm asking. You guys are getting really defensive. I'm asking the question. If you think that Joe Burrow is going to be, be able to dink and dunk himself all the way down the field like he did against the Rams, they haven't looked good the last two games, but we'll just say that was that was rust.
2: Well, <laughs> but they, well, they
1: dink and dunk themselves down the field, the, 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 the game against the Rams— are you ready to, to, to say and feel confident that the defense is going to be able to keep doing that? Because that's what it's going to take to win like the Patriots did with Tom Brady. That's
2: what I'm suggesting. No. no listen, if we, to, to get where we need to play, be, the offense needs to play better. We're not resting on the laurels of the defense is going to do what they did on Monday night every week. That'd be asinine. That'd be crazy. That's not what anyone's suggesting. We know we have a great defense because it's been a great defense for two years. We know we have a great defense because in prime time they played well against a Hall of Famer Matt Stafford. The defense can help us win ball games, and they're going to have to pick up the slack until this offense figures itself out. Until this offense figures its identity with a banged up Joe Burrow.
0: If they don't, then they're in trouble. I mean, right? I don't, if, I, I don't. I don't think any of us have suggested that they can carry us all the way to the Super Bowl. But I mean, like for, for me. For me, I think we really need Joe Burrow to just start getting marginally better week by week. And we'll see how he does this week. He's not wearing the the sleeve anymore. There's there's a little bit of suggestion that maybe he's getting a little healthier. But right now, defenses are still playing us uh, uh, that too high safety look, which already limits our deep ball potential. So Mm -hmm. with the banged-up Joe Burrow... Dinking and dunking is really the only thing that they're able to do. As soon as they start dropping guys, as soon as they start with the single high safeties crowding up the box, I mean, I, I am a little worried. I'm a little worried what that looks like. But at the same time, we've got T. Higgins and Jamar Chase who are going to have those one-on-ones on the outside. I feel pretty confident about that rather than what we have currently, which is the two-high look where they have that shadow coverage of the safety over the top. So – I mean, we'll see what they do this week. I think that'll show a lot of what's to come.
2: I, yeah, as for what the bang, like how the Bengals can, can score more points, the, their plan has been to utilize their strengths, which is wide receivers. It is the pass game, which has been the strength of the past two years. And they said, listen, we're not built to, to ground and pound. We're going to try and get four yards here, three yards here, four yards through the air. The pass game can be an extension of the run game. We see that with screens. Right. We see that with short slants. We see those with comebackers to Drew Sample in open space, which is our best oh. play, of course, <laughs> get the ball to DS89 in open space and let them cook. But how can the Bengals evolve as an offensive unit because the plan that they had, which was the dinks and dunks, has shown not to be effective, has shown that we can't do this, even though it is how the roster is built, to have – four wide, three wide, and, you know, get it to T. Higgins and Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd for four yards here, that isn't that isn't working. At least it's not sustainable for an entire ball game because just against the Rams, they get across the field multiple, multiple times, and they only get in the red zone once, only get in the end zone once. How can they evolve the offense? Is it is it via different run schemes? Is it drawing up as much protect, protection for Joe Burrow to where maybe only two guys are going out and going downfield? Last night, I watched Jared Goff roll out to the left and throw a ball 20 yards downfield, and I said, huh, that would be nice if we could do that with Joe Burrow. <laughs> but we can't right now. We can't. How can, this, how can this offense evolve against a bad defense in the Tennessee Titans this Sunday? That's the question. Uh,
1: Drew Garrison, it's been an expensive day, he says. Michigan man Dax Hill and his coming out party had his coming out party. The Bengals defense is all the way back. This show is expensive for me today. Listen, I'd understand why people believe in this defense. I'm not suggesting for a second that they shouldn't be believed in. I guess what I am suggesting is that if the dink and dunk thing, which is what people, again, the other day in the chat, were suggesting that the Bengals can keep doing, is going to work, then you're going to rely on the defense. Simple as that. That's all I'm saying. If you want to get mad at me because I'm sitting here suggesting that if Joe Burrow can't throw the ball down the field, that you're relying on a defense that hasn't been proven, then I guess go ahead. Keep wearing those,
4: those colored glasses. Keep enjoying what you have. The defense and Evan McPherson. Yeah, I mean. Well, well it, uh, I mean, like, in, let's, yeah. let's,
2: let's not say that the defense hasn't been proven when you literally sat up here. Last week and said that the reason that they've had success in the postseason is the defense. Yeah. That's that's
1: proving it. And they they have a different defense this year.
2: They have the exact same defense minus two guys two, 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 two safeties. Two, which two, is the
0: two really good players. Two safeties, which is Hill the least out.
2: important position on the defense.
0: And one of them has been balling He's, out. One and Dax them Hill has looks been great. All over the field. And He's Dax Hill an looks great. I, like,
3: Chitown Real Estate, another super chat. I will not be out super chatted. Game on, Drew. Yes. Also, shout out to my uncle Dave. Uncle Dave's watching. Shout out there. A lot of shout outs. That, can we reread a super chat again?
2: Uh, yeah, I will not be out super chatted. Game <laughs> on, Drew. Shytown Town. Great. State. Also, I
3: checked my stats on the on the defense thing. There's been three times where the that defense carrying Super Bowl team didn't also rank in the top ten of offense. So I I, I don't know what we're talking about there. Uh, the, the the Bengals defense is fine. Joe Burrow has to play well. I mean that's just a fact if right. Joe if you if you're going to have a if you're going to have a bad quarterback you're not going to win games so if Joe Burrow is going to throw 49 passes going to complete, complete 50% of them we're not winning football games. Defense good, defense bad, doesn't matter. If you don't score points, you don't win. 19 points the rest of the way isn't winning football games. So figure it out. Joe Burrow, if he's hurt, he's hurt. Bench him for A.J. McCarron. I'm not going to hear Jake Browning anything anymore. Jake Browning's a bum, a career bum. So Jake Browning, he might as well be cut. A.J. McCarron, learn the offense. Get ready in three weeks after we torch these shitty teams. And we'll be ready after the bye with A.J. McCarron, if that's what we want to do. Because if he can't if Joe Burrow can't show any progression here, then he's done. If he if, if he's gonna play the same way, fifty drop back passes the next three games, complete fifty percent of them and he can't throw long, bench him he's done. We have to try to win football games with a quarterback that can play. I'm gonna defense, fire back at you. Matter. I'm firing back at you on Let's that.
4: Let's go. You don't think a good defense helps an offense?
3: Of course it what, when did I say that? Yeah, when did you say? That? You, you, you
4: just said they had a top, top ten in offense because it's only been carried three times. A good defense gets you good field position. Which means you're going to probably score course, more points of, if yeah. you're in an offense. I, and do you I, think
1: top 10? The other thing I would say, too, top ten, D, top 10 offense, like, could you do me a favor right now and tell me who the 10th ranked offense is in the NFL this year? I'm just curious. I want to see how elite that offense is before we get yeah. into this idea that do if you, you go, have go a by top points? 10 right. offense. Do you go yeah, by what poin- are you going by? Points, points, points? or yardage? Okay, was-
2: well, the 10th team in offense this year is the Kansas City Chiefs. What do you think about their offense? What about the ninth team? Ninth team, the Detroit Lions. Yep. You want to go eighth? Yeah. It's the Eagles.
3: Yep. Okay, Chargers. What are we arguing here? The Cowboys. These are they, all great offenses. Are we arguing that the top ten offenses aren't good offenses? Is that what we're trying I'm to argue? I'm suggesting that, yeah. Because that's yeah. a tough <laughs> argument. Keep reading the list. Let's go to number one. Let's go to number one ranked offense. Who's no, that? No, Who's I, that one?
2: Let's see it, Reed. Who was it? I mean, it? in the top ten offenses, the only team that you, you could argue isn't isn't wowing is the Seahawks.
1: No, I think that I, what I'm trying to suggest is is that if you have a ninth or tenth ranked offense at the end of the year and you have a, you have a number one yeah we're team talking defense, three weeks. Of, a, well, that's a, that's the, he, the, he the reason that you're winning football games because of your defense. The tenth ranked offense isn't like all that impressive to me. I guess is what I'm getting at. So to sit here and suggest just because they had a top ten offense isn't the reason why they're winning football games. We'll we'll find out. My main point to all this is before every Bengals fan gets all defensive is this is that if Joe Burrow doesn't play any better, if he right. can't throw the ball down the field, you're, you're, you're basically toast unless the defense continues to carry it. And that's what Just we like all doing. Just like they know. did on Monday Night Football. So if you want to dink and dunk yourself all the way down the field, is what I'm saying, and you can't throw the ball down the field, then ultimately what? you're relying on this defense to do what they did on Monday night. And if you think they can replicate that, by all means, that's fine. I'm glad. I'm That, that would be great. But I think it's a little naive to sit here and think that, again... I'm going off of a couple chats. I'm not saying that you guys are saying that. I'm just suggesting that people in the chat are suggesting to me that the offense will be fine. It's all good. They can dink and dunk themselves down the field like they did on Monday night. The Packers just got boat raced yesterday. Boat raced. By the ninth offense in the league. They got boat raced. And you know what? Offensively, they basically did what, the, what, what, what this offense has done for the Bengals all year long. In fact, I don't know. They might have scored more points.
2: Their offensive possessions for, for, the, for the Packers last night, they scored more points than I think maybe the Bengals have. There isn't a single person in this room. There isn't a single person currently. There's 105 people currently watching this show. There's not a single person in this room. There's not a single person watching this show that doesn't think that the Bengals' offense needs to play better because it does. We all know that if we want to have any relative success to what we've been the past few years. That that I mean – to, to sit here and say that we think that we can get to where we think we can be without the offense getting better is, is nothing because no one believes that. Not a single person believes that. Yeah, we can win games in the, here and there by dinking and dunking and hoping on a good defensive game. Yeah, you can do that. In fact, that's what you argued with, with Jake Browning when you said you wanted Jake Browning to start.
3: Yeah, but we need the offense to get better. We need the really offense to get better. We all deal.
2: think that the offense needs to get better. And if you want to keep asserting that this defense is unproven, that that's a crazy that's a crazy assertion too.
0: And I would I would also say like teams like the 49ers get away with thinking and dunking with a good run game. We really need Joe Mixon to have a great run game to start this game off or else you're right. I mean we we just won't be able to be able to Go where we want to go. I think that's the most important part is will the Bengals decide that throwing Joe, having Joe Burrow throw 50 times is probably not the smartest idea when he's got a bum ankle or a bum calf? I mean, that's, I think that's the most important part of this when, game.
2: When it, yeah, when it, when it boils down to what's going on with the Bengals right now, is it, they're just in a, an incredibly tough spot, and it's all because of Joe Burrow's calf. Joe Burrow got hurt. And they made the gamble to say, we want Joe Burrow banged up, not at 100%, to play against two division rivals week one and week two. That gamble did not pay off. They went 0-2, Joe Burrow got even more hurt. But if they didn't want to punt on the season, they had to keep rolling Joe Burrow out there and keep rolling out a shell of this offense of what it could be. And that's going to be continuing because the options are continue to play Joe Burrow banged up and keep this season alive. Or you roll somebody else out there, and probably the season's over.
1: I just think that's objectively funny. I see. I, I understand the faith in Joe. I get it. He's he said, taking you to play. Listen, he's taking you to places the Bengals have never have never been in many people's lifetimes. Joe Burrow is a great quarterback. I'm not suggesting for a second he's not. But when I hear people in the chat and everybody in here saying to me, "Oh my God, if they don't play Joe Burrow, there's no chance they have a chance at winning." I mean, if you watch the games like I do sometimes, I, I think to myself, how much worse could you could you possibly be inept on offense and sit here and suggest to me you have no chance of winning? If you schematically use a guy's legs... Well, that's the thing. ...and try to find ways to just move the ball down the field, this offense has not scored that many points with the Joe Burrow that you have. So if you're going to... Again, am I saying that Joe Burrow is worse than Jake Browning? No. What I'm saying is that Joe Burrow with the way that he's playing right now based off of his calf, is not, in my opinion, that much greater than what you would get with Jake Browning. There's Maybe a- you think I'm wrong. We're not going to sit here and debate this again. because I know you, that Plus, you're, me- risk,
4: you're risking him getting hurt worse and then being out for the season. Well, that's, that's the thing is
2: <laughs> that's the gamble you have to pay, play because if he, he had five weeks to rest that calf and he came back and it wasn't 100%. And everything that everyone has said about this injury says that it, it, it would take more than five weeks, more time than that, to be 100%. So the unfortunate reality is that Joe Burrow is going to play the majority of this year, if not this entire year, on a banged-up leg. So as I've mentioned before, the options are play a banged-up Joe Burrow and see where the chips lay. And hopefully it gets better. And hopefully the offense can adapt around it. Or you sit him and you, you worry about the future. The futures, you know, the, 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 another, the other six years on his contract. And you try to play those years. I mean, you, you keep putting bringing up that if Jake Browning plays, you can schematically, you can make a scheme to win a ball game with Jake Browning. And then earlier, two days ago, you're saying Zach Taylor isn't some genius, even though no one thinks he's a genius, because his play calling is terrible. I mean, how do we have confidence in Zach Taylor and Brian Callahan to think that if we can't get an offense rolling with Joe Burrow, Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase, and T. Higgins, what makes you think that they can schematically draw something up for Jake Browning? Those seem to be comp- competing arguments.
3: No, I don't I don't one know guy how can to think one guy can't.
2: I don't know how to illustrate the point any further. That's fine. We're never going to get to the same
1: page because you believe that Joe Burrow is the only option to win football games. And that's perfectly fine. I understand your point. He's the only option to keep the season afloat. What does that mean? That's the same thing I just said. Joe Burrow is the only option that you think the Bengals have to win football games, Joe Burrow is the only option to keep the season afloat. Can anyone come up with another term that we could use around here to make it sound the same? It's the same thing. The point is, is that we're not all going to agree. You want to crush the backup quarterback and say that, it is, that it's that it's, that it's impossible for the Bengals to win with him. And I would say if Joe Burrow continues to play the way he's played relatively the last three games, it's going to be really hard to win football games, period. And, oh, by the way, you're risking a guy that's making $219 million guaranteed that's going to be here till 2029. If you want to crush me and say that I'm being a hater or whatever and naive, go ahead. I'm not. I'm not even being a troll. I'm just suggesting. I'm using my eyes. I watch the game. Joe Burrow is an average quarterback right now. Maybe even below average, to be honest. That's what he is. You know, if you want to keep risking him to go out there, then understandable. If you think that you can't possibly win without Joe Burrow, then that's why you would believe that. I'm of the mindset that, that maybe I, I, don't, I don't want to make it sound like I believe more in the roster than everyone else does. I just think genuinely that the Bengals could roll out a backup quarterback and find ways to do the same thing that this offense has done the last three weeks. Is that crazy to say?
0: Trace, what's the I, I, I will I will concede to you get that Joe Burrow, Burrow I will but concede to you that Joe thing. Burrow looks like an average quarterback if he does not perform against the Titans cuz the Titans secondary is god awful. Everyone from last season to this year has thrown like 300 400 yards on that team. If Joe Burrow can't get to 300 yards or like near that 250, I'm going to be a little concerned. Well, I will that every, fact.
2: Every point that Trace is making is 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 relatively true, in that yeah, if Jake Browning plays against these next three games, yeah, maybe they can win. Yeah, Joe Burrow looks not himself right now and looks average at best. These things can be true. The point of what I'm arguing is that everyone, and I mean everyone, has said. That five weeks doesn't get, this, doesn't get Joe Burrow back to 100%. Because he's already had five weeks. That the unfortunate reality is that he's going to be playing banged up this entire year. So you have two options. And I have to make this point again. The options are you rest Joe Burrow and you punt on the year. And you say, we'll try again next year.
3: The unfortunate reality of the NFL is you're going to get hurt. So if you bench him this year, next preseason, he steps on a rock, he sprains his ankle, and we can play the injury game all night long. And I get that this is, this is vastly different. It's an injury where you probably should bench him. But this is the risk when you play nat- in the National Football League. Jake Browning, and again, Trace was right. If Jake Browning could have probably done what Joe Burrow did the past three weeks. Nobody's saying that. Right. But here's the difference. That's Jake Browning's ceiling. Joe Burrow is playing on his floor You right don't now. know what
1: Jake Browning's ceiling is. You're right, he I is. don't because he's that's
3: never— That's what's bullshit You're right, all because you Bengals fans. You're...
1: If I can have the microphone for a half a second, you all want to see here and tell me how bad Jake Browning is when you haven't watched him play one snap in the NFL when the bright lights are on. Nobody and has got... because nobody
3: cares enough about him to play him. And
1: that's fine. And they said the same shit about Brock Purdy. They said the same stuff about Tom Brady. They say the same stuff about a bunch of guys that don't Cooper get a rush. chance in the NFL. Cooper Rush also took your guys' town and waxed your ass last year in week two, and nobody Wax. said a damn thing about it. Wax. The truth is, is Cowboys I'm, 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 I'm sick and tired year. of hearing the slander about Jake Browning. If you want to say that I'm cousins with him and brother with him, I'm not. He guy plays in the NFL. Have a little bit of respect for a guy that's on your damn team that can probably, probably get three points against the Browns. Probably, probably can score 14 points against whoever it was you played in week two. That juggernaut offense or whoever it was. Yeah, the Ravens, that's who it was. The Ravens, the same Ravens team that just got beat by a quarterbackless Colts, by the way. And then on top of that, the very next week, you turn around and you play the Rams and you score how many points? You want to sit here and complete, completely convince me that Jake Browning's the worth, most worthless quarterback in the league. Be my guess, but I'm not gonna sit here and tell me before, with, without, without a shadow of a doubt that if Jake Browning takes a snap for
2: the Bengals, it's all gone. That's
0: ridiculous. Here's what I I'm believe. I'm glad Trace. that you have it, confidence
2: in Jake Browning because the guys that watch him every single day in practice. Yeah.
3: For the past don't. five years. Yeah, don't. don't. For the past when the, five when years. When the
2: proposition of Jake Browning started, what did the Cincinnati Bengals, what did Zach, uh, Zach Taylor and Duke Tobin do? They brought in three new quarterbacks. Google. The guys that watch them every day don't have confidence. I'm glad that you do. Yeah, Joe if they
0: Burrows had any confidence, 20, they would play stats. If they had any confidence I mean, in Jake Browning, they, would play, that they Jake, would play him.
2: That, 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 that Joe Burrow hasn't looked good. That's
1: the argument. That's the point we're all making here. That's what you should be comparing yourself to. But what you guys have done, and that's perfectly fine. I understand why. What you've done is you put Joe Burrow on such a pedestal that you don't care about his play right now. You think that he's going to get back to what he was. You think that he's going to be that guy. And Elliot. you know what? If he is, by all means, I'm waiting for it. I've been waiting for it. I waited week one, didn't see it. I waited week two, didn't see it. I'm waiting week three, didn't see it. Here we go into week four now. And then, oh, by the way, the, the, this terrible defense we're talking about. Can someone pull up what the over-under is this week against this terrible defense? Oh, by the way, the Titans team that just got thrashed the week before is a two-and-a-half-point dog against your Cincinnati Bengals win. 41. What is it? 41. 41 is the over-under. 41. So this offense, over-under, the, the, the Cincinnati Bengals over-under for this week, my guess is what? 22 and a half, 23 points? So, team, so what you're saying to me is, is that we're willing to risk a guy. I guess I. this is what's crazy to me. You guys think I'm hating and trolling and I'm, I'm genuinely not. I care more about the long-term health of Joe Burrow than what seems to be many of, many of Bengals fans. That's, that. no, the, no, no, the, the, no, no. The, the, the concept is just gone around here that this guy couldn't possibly get severely hurt because he's been limited. He clearly looks limited. He's not himself. This isn't a guy that's just barely getting by. He literally is immobile. And we want to sit there and act like that's not a big deal when you just paid him a boatload of money. Now, again, if you want to say that Jake Browning comes in the game, you automatically lose, I'm not buying that. That's my main frustration with Bengal fans right now is because you bring up Jake Browning, automatic loss. You talk about Joe Burrow and it's like, whoa, if he plays, we definitely have a chance to win. When in reality, the guy's been terrible so far this year.
2: <laughs> Sorry, that's the no, truth. He, no, you're right. You're, you're absolutely, Trace, you're, you're, you're 100% right. And one point that you illustrated is that we seemingly don't care about the, the future health of Joe Burrow. I've said if that's the route that the Bengals want to go down, that's fine. If they want to sit him for, Joe, for, for this year, that's fine. Keep Joe Burrow healthy, but that's punting on the air. If you want to keep this season alive, the only other option is to play Joe Burrow because there is no third option where Joe Burrow sits out for four or five weeks and comes back at 100% because that's not what every, every single person has told us that does not happen. Every single person has told us that does not happen.
1: Then I have a simple question to you. You're suggesting to me that Joe Burrow can't get healthy at all, no matter what, this season. Yes or no?
2: Every single person has told us that this injury will linger the entire year. Fine. So if that's the case and you're suggesting to me that
1: Joe Burrow has no chance of being healthy for the rest of the year... You think with a straight face when you watch these football games right now that you think you can win a Super Bowl?
2: I think that I think that we are at the floor of our offense with a banged up Joe Burrow. I and don't how think we at the middle. Joe Burrow I Burrow can't the get healthy then, right? He can't get healthy. I think I think they can. I think they can do well, better. Now you're saying, better things with the offense. I think that they can scheme better. I think that I'm not saying that Joe Burrow. I mean, his health is going to range between 60 and 80 percent, depending on the week, depending on how much he can move <laughs> and stuff like that. But he's going to be dealing with this. It's going to be hindering his play all season long. And if you don't think that this offense can get any better with Joe Burrow, then that's crazy. That is crazy. Because it just, can't get worse.
1: I think that what Casey said earlier is, is, is a reasonable point. I think that you could suggest that he can get healthy. And, I mean, you, that's, the, that's the fundamental disagreement between me and Reed is that we both think obviously different viewpoints on whether a guy can get healthy or not. He's got a strained calf. Yeah. does have a torn ACL. I think that Joe Burrow can get 100% healthy if you give him through the bye week. At least yes, 90%. At I least mean... somewhere. Somewhere to where at least at this. Could we all, maybe we could. five weeks. Maybe, he, just he maybe if you were to sit through the bye week, he has a chance to look like the old Joe Burrow. That's what I'm looking for. If I can get the old Joe Burrow back, by all means, Super Bowl back on. If you're suggesting to me that we're just going to keep running this guy out there every week, and, and, and again, to be fair to Joe, he has had early season rust. So if he comes out and throws for four touchdowns, he throws for 400 yards this week, then I'll suggest, and I will say, hey, if that's what he can do, then by all means, run him back out there again. But how many more times, I guess is the question I'm asking, how many more times are we going to let Joe Burrow go out there where he is a little more immobile, he has a much higher risk of injury when you're getting the performances that you're getting out of him
4: regardless?
1: I don't know. Tough to say. Not an easy thing to get through.
4: Um, all right. Derby star- stardom. Are the Rams really a good football team? I don't know. Said the Bengals beat a good Rams football team. I, I think I, I think the Rams are gonna win about six games this year. If I had yeah. to put a number on it. They're about a six win team. Um That's fair.
0: We got a couple of super chats you need let's to Let's
1: do a couple of super chats and then we're gonna do local at eleven. This is getting people fired up. Maybe we'll stay on this the whole show. I'm not, i know, not, and you know what? People in the chat are saying, oh, the oh, Dre's got to get, trying to get the views up, doing a shtick. Listen, Brian, I'm not doing that. I mean, I care. I guess I care about a guy that just got paid. I don't know if, can I like try to humble all of us for a minute and close your eyes and think about what this franchise looks like if Joe Burrow gets hurt? It's 2,029. It's a guaranteed contract of $219 million. Yes, he could get hurt all a bunch of different ways. But to convince yourself right now that he's not more prone to getting hurt because he can't move is, is, is crazy to me. All right. Let's do some super chats. And then we got some locals at 11. And we're going to pay a bunch of bills around here right now. Sucker boy. I'm trying to get to him. Looks like YouTube's struggling.
4: Thirteen and four, sir, boy.
1: YouTube struggle, Cowboys. Why can't I get to my Why can't I get to my supers on here? All right, I do see Ben Riley's super. I'll get to the rest of them. I promise. He says, "I honestly think Joey B would rather be taken off the off off on a stretcher than allow anyone, even Jesus Christ, to replace him." Just a vibe. That's fine, Ben. But sometimes you got to protect your own guys, don't you? There's a reason. There's a reason. There's medical doctors on the sidelines. So when a guy gets concussed, you take him off the field, right? There's probably a reason as to why they do that. Probably because these football players are different individuals psychologically, period. How many grown men do you know that want to go ram each other's heads into each other and get concussion after concussion after concussion? There's a reason that they pull guys out of the game and they force them to sit down now. And it's because... Players, in general,
2: can't help themselves. That one guy also said, if the Cards can beat the Cowboys with Josh Dobbs and the Bengals can't beat one team with their backup, this team isn't as good as what people think. That's fair. That's fair. I just am under the belief that there are two options this season, and one is you, you, you punt on the air and get Joe Burrow healthy for the future, or you keep playing Joe Burrow and keep the season afloat. The argument
3: game it's 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 you're benching Joe Burrow for a long period of time weeks of course they can win one game with Jake Browning of course one game for the rest of our lives they can win that they cannot go on a five game stretch where Jake Browning has a winning record that is a fact they cannot do it this is a guy who's been in the NFL for five seasons he's not he's never been in the game he's never been in a game until this year in in a meaningless game in a meaningless snapping position that's it that's the only that's the only thing he's ever had so if that's what we're going to say, if we're going to say Jake Browning hasn't had the opportunity to shine, nobody's given him the opportunity because he's a bum. And that's just the truth. So, if, yeah, we're going to do weather now? All right. Weather. Uh, yeah, this is the lowest I've ever been for weather, but sure, let's, let's do it. Uh, it's raining, I think. I went outside. There was water in my car. That was enough for rain for me. So if you have an umbrella, you go get it out. You know what? You go get out your umbrella, and you go dance in the goddamn rain. Excuse me for my language but we're going to have a nice day. All right. Later in the day, it's not supposed to rain the whole day. It's going to rain for a little bit, and then it's not going to rain. And that's unless lesson kit. Of course it does rain because I can't control the weather. I'm going to sit up here and tell you what the weather is right now. And in five minutes, the weather's going to change. There could be a hurricane that blows through here in five seconds. I don't have that information on me. All I have is the hour by hour forecast and what's happening outside this window. I'm looking outside that window. It's cloudy. It looks like there's going to be rain. 1 p.m. chance of rain. 2 p.m. chance of rain. 4 p.m. not a much high chance of rain there. Looks like actually sun. So sun sun at 4 p.m. and right now it's raining. Other than that, that's the weather. If you want to tune in for the local forecast tonight on your on your local news channel, here's what you're going to see. You're going to see weather for about 15 minutes. You're going to have a 10-minute commercial break, and they're going to come back from that commercial break with five minutes of murders. Murders, kills, all the worst crimes you can think of in this city that's ever happened, you're going to hear about them tonight on perhaps the most downing, disgusting display of broadcasting you'll ever see. That's all due respect to all local news. But to be quite honest, you go by saying if it bleeds, it leads. Well, I, I, mean, I, I got better things to do with my time than find out who's bleeding in my city. So if you want to talk about who's bleeding, you go ahead and do it. You go to whatever local news they have tonight. Other than that, weather forecast, this is all you need. Look out. Here's your phone, Casey. Sorry. Here's your forecast. Rainy, unless it doesn't rain. If it doesn't rain, you go outside without an umbrella. If it does rain, you bring an umbrella. Chip, back to you.
1: If it bleeds, it leads. Is that what they actually say in the news? Yeah, bring it back right. to me. Bring it back you're to me. Right. Bring yep. it back yep. to me. Yep. Bring it
3: back to me. It is what they say. So they come on there and, 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 they'll, and they'll, they'll talk about tonight. And my grandma and grandpa, shout out to them. They watch it every single day for four hours. They watch this. I come over to their house. I love my grandma and grandpa. Shout out mama and papa and pete. I go over their house. You know what they do? They watch the news. And I have to hear about murders and murders and robberies and, and thieves. And all the worst criminals the city has to offer. There are good things that happen in this city. And you're not going to hear about any of them on the local news. All the people care about is the weather. You have it on your phone. You have that information. You don't need to tune in. If you need to hear about a Viagra commercial, I got that for you too. It's Viagra commercials, weather, murder. That's all you're getting. No free ads. No free ads. Shout out Viagra. That's all I got. Chip, back to you.
0: (laughs) Well.
1: That was an electric weather report. One in which you're not going to find, in my opinion, anywhere else. Now, some people would say that uh, that that's not accurate, but the truth seems that it is. Let's send it over. Let's send it over to to wherever that place is over there. Now
0: it's not the Ham and Eggers anymore, but it's something. Casey, thanks, Chip. Take it away. The Bengals Report is brought to you by Encore Technologies. Encore Technologies provides IT solutions for a data center world with a suite of services from mobile computing to desktop to data center, supporting both centralized and work-from-home computing modules to improve efficiency and productivity. Productivity. Visit Encore.tech. The path to innovation begins here. And let me tell you about Pawnee Water. Pawnee Water, made right here in Hamilton, Ohio, uses natural limestone filtration, unlike the other brands that use artificial processing. This results in the best tasting water in the world. Visit Pawnee Water at P-A-H-H-N-I-Water.com to see where you can buy this great tasting water. And for me, it's that pH level, man. An 8. A solid 8. It's not a 9. It's not a 7. It's an 8.
2: Solid 8, just like Spur Bear.
0: Yeah. What's your favorite thing about this water?
2: Well, normally it's natural limestone filtration, but if you don't know, I'm going at a bachelor party, so I've got to get ready. This little, little bottle cap makes for great shots. You can just take a nice shot. Mm. Down the gullet, through the hatch. Mm. Pawnee water. Natural Mm. limestone filtration. And if you shake it up,
3: you can see it. I promise. Pawnee water. For me, it's the smoothness. You know, when you go to Kroger's, you go to, no free ads, of course, if you go to Walmart, Kroger's, all these big stores, you're going to see lower brand waters than you'll you'll care to admit. You'll see waters from the islands of Fiji. Spoiler, some (laughs) some guy scooped that out of a toilet. I mean, that's, and they put it in the refrigerator and that's what they're selling. They're calling it the islands of Fiji. It's more like the toilets of Walmart. So that's what you're getting there. Now, if you want a pure water, if you want a, a nice, smooth water that's going to help your throat, soothe your throat. I haven't coughed much today, actually. This is the first time in a long time I haven't had a cough during the morning. So that, can we get a clap for that? Thank you. Um, so, but it, and that's partially because of Pawnee water. It cures the cough. It cures my throat. Everybody go out and buy it right now. Pawnee water, perhaps the greatest water known to man. Spur, what
0: do you like about this water?
4: I like that it's the best-tasting water in the world. It says it right on the bottle, so it's got to be right. It's
0: true.
1: Trace?
4: Uh, I like the fact that it's made right here in Hamlin, Ohio.
1: For those that care about the Ryder Cup, um, not great. <laughs> oh, no. Not great. Um, I believe John Rom just chipped in. He did. What is life?
3: Yeah, what is life? Speaking of that, real quick before we transition, Justin Thomas, by the way, he's, he's been the only US player that's worth a damn today. Uh, Casey, real quick, I sent you a Twitter video on your DM. Yep. And- I just I just wanted to take a quick look at New York City right now, because this is why uh, the Marlins and Mets didn't weren't able to play last night. I don't know if you've seen this trace, but this is gonna be a live look in of the city of New York and perhaps they need now now this is where a professional meteorologist like me could have really helped this city because it looks like a war zone there. I mean, it looks like these people are on boats in the middle of the street. Look at this. This is live in New York City right now. Thank a, God we don't have our F-150 there. You see that whirlpool right yeah, there? Yeah, a whirlpool, it, it right into there, like, Down to Pennywise. Pennywise, the dancing clown. <laughs> let's get
4: Elliot to New York. We need, let's, a, yeah, we need, let's, we need yeah. a live report.
3: Quick flight to New York. I'll do it. I'll do it for the brand, and I'll bring a boat, and I'll get out there. I'll do what half the meteorologists in the world don't have the gumption to do. The fortitude. The
1: strength. I knew you had one more in you. The (laughs) goal. I knew knew you had one more in you. That was elite right there. That was elite. All right. Uh, Tough to transition off the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, There was some spirited debate there. And you know what? Ultimately, we'll find out what the right decision is. Um, Maybe for many of you, Jake Browning isn't the answer. We'll find out if it ever comes to be. But we do have a mailbag. Yes, we do. Uh, we do have a mailbag, and we're going to do the mailbag right now.
3: We just got a letter. We just got a letter. We just got a letter. I wonder who it's from. Well, it's we're going to get right back to the Bengals talk here, because that's where the mailbag is. Uh, I didn't think that I would have to be covering my ears for most of that argument. It got loud in here. It got personal. I felt scared, I was a little bit, I have had to put up my hood because my ears were bleeding. But now we're going to get right back into the debate, because this, today's mailbag comes from Little Max. Little Max in Mrs. Kellerman's class. Little Max would like to know, as the Bengals gear up to take on the Titans, do you expect the Bengals to maintain the same game plan of having our hobbled quarterback drop back 49 times instead of making Joe Mixon a staple of the, a staple of the offense? I personally believe Joe Mixon should run the ball more than seven times and a half. That's what I personally believe when you have a quarterback who can't run or walk or move. But that's just me. What do I know? Maybe I'm stupid. But for me, Joe Mixon, who is an all-pro running back, I would like to see him run the ball. That's just me.
2: Joe Mixon ran the ball 20 times on Monday. He did.
3: They also, through three
2: games, the Bengals on first down, have ran just as much as they have passed. That is a fact. 72 plays. It's 36 passes, 36 runs. Let, let that me... all being said, that all being said, the Bengals do need to run the ball more. The problem is they can't run the ball like they're currently doing. They have the lowest run success rate. It's like 25%. What they're doing is just not working running the ball. And I know that the personnel isn't there to change it up and go under center and to have two tight ends and to have a fullback and all these things and pull the guards a lot. And I know our guards pulled a little bit last Monday on Monday, but – the run game has to be different. I don't know what that looks like. I've never been an offensive coordinator. I can tell you about this much about football. I just tell you what my eyes see. They've got to figure out a way to be more creative in the run game. And then the problem is, is the defenses can pack the, the box because the Bengals aren't threatening downfield at all. That's a big problem. We'll see how they address it.
0: Yeah, I for me, for me. The the, Bengals got a – pH levels. They got a (laughs) – yeah, the pH levels. I think for me, the Bengals really need to commit to, when it's third and short, to actually run the ball. They are not very effective on first down running the football, very effective on second down. I'd love to see what they do on third downs. Now, like I said, Monday – or Tuesday, I'm sorry, whenever the end of the game was – they didn't have a whole lot of opportunities to run the ball on third down. And, you know, I think the third quarter really showed a lot of different looks in the run game. They had a lot of 13-, 14-yard runs, bigger yardage, yardage runs. Mm-hmm. And it involved them having a different scheme than what we're used to seeing, a lot of power, a lot of gap. And uh, then, you know, when we're trying to run the run the clock out, I mean, they they were actually somewhat effective in doing so. I mean – Fourth quarter, second down, gets a first down. Fourth down, gets a first down. So it's just, I think they need to just clean up the, the penalties and maybe we'll see a better run game. But to answer the question for Max, yes, we need to run the ball more than seven times in the first half. But that starts with being clean. You got to play clean. You can't make a lot of mistakes. can't make a bunch of penalties. And you can't get sacked. So all those combined should hopefully lead to a better run game.
3: All right. Thank you, little Max, for Mrs. Kellerman's class.
1: Drew in the chat brings up a good point. Uh, the Bengals' run game is probably hindered by
2: the fact that they're not able to go under center as well. Correct. So. Correct. So I don't, To to be fair, they don't even even the past two years they didn't go under center a whole lot because yeah. that's not how Joe played in college. I mean, that's just that's just not how it's worked. Um, but yeah, they can't go pretty much at all right now because they don't want Joe to turn his back to the defense and they want him to. To be in shotgun a lot. So
0: are we doing picks or are we doing by ourselves? Let's, fire sell?
2: Picks. let's um, do let's I am going
1: to I am going to do a programming update just on those that do actually somewhat care. The uh, the Ryder Cup is currently on life support. Um, pretty pretty meaningful moments happening right now. Uh whole hole eighteen currently. Um, you have Speith and Thomas against Hatton and I think Hovland. And it's tied going into the eighteenth home. That is a huge swing. If the US were to win that, then that is a big, big deal. If they were to lose that, however, it would be a pretty devastating and damning loss. They tie it, maybe the, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe the Ryder Cop's not dead. Currently, uh, the first two drives, if you've not watched the Europeans, uh, Hovland sprayed his drive way out to the right. And this other kid, don't even know the kid's name. He did put one in the fairway. And now Justin Thomas, who I had, a if we're being honest, I had a little apprehension of putting him on the team. He uh, he puts one of the fairway as well. So Jordan Speeth to tee off last. We'll see what he does, but that is a huge, huge hole. And then just behind them uh, through 16 is uh, is another tied match. So you have two tied matches going to hole 17 and 18. And you got uh, the Americans pretty comfortably up in one other match and then the Europeans pretty comfortably up in the other match. So those two will cancel out. So you yeah, have, Americans have the opportunity to try to find a way to, to get a point here. And if they don't, to be honest with you, not saying it's over, but they'd have to have a miraculous day tomorrow to, to try to find themselves back in it. Um, the Joe Mixon thing, if we were to talk about that really quickly to just, I, I listen, the Bengals got to find a way, as we all know, to, 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 to schematically find ways to give their team and their playmakers an opportunity to get the ball in space. I think they did a good job. If we're going to say that they did anything well on Monday, I do think the uh, the, the, the penalties need to be cleaned up, but they did a good job of trying to get Jamar Chase involved as much as humanly possible, right? I mean, they, they, they made him an emphasis. Jamar Chase is a difference maker, and we all know that. We'll see what ultimately ends up happening. And um, Scotty Scheffler just threw a dime in on hole 17, so he's got a birdie putt along with John Rahm. They're probably going to be a – both are going to have a birdie putt. We'll see which one makes it to give them a chance. Uh, Scotty Scheffler just hit a ball that literally was this far from going the hole. Literally, the pitch mark is this far from the hole. So, I know you probably don't care about golf. That's why you're not watching right now. And if you are watching it, you're like, I don't need the update. So, I'll stop talking about it. But I am locked in. So, I'm going to be a little distracted for the next 15 minutes, if you don't mind. Um, Picks. Picks. Let's do them. Pick, pick, pick. pick. Where are we going to start? College? college college it is notre dame v duke who knew that's a ranked matchup uh i am gonna go with duke because it feels like it's an opportunity for a letdown game for notre dame now i'm not suggesting notre dame's frauds or anything of that nature but i do think duke's a little bit better than people want to give him credit for they did take clemson to the woodshed and to be honest duke might be for real so I'm going to take Duke. They are getting five and a
2: half points. Reed? Uh Yeah, it's the Lou Holtz revenge game. So Lou Holtz, the ghost of Lou Holtz, is going to go over there in uh, North Carolina. And uh, Notre Dame's going to win by, I don't know, seven,
3: s- seven, eight touchdowns? I don't know. I'm going to take the Notre Dame Fighting Iris. From Notre Dame Fighting Irish for the Lou Holtz. And we're going to take that minus, what is that, five? Five and a half. Five and take, a half. Can you, can
2: you imagine hearing a guy talk like that and then wanting to fight him like Ryan
3: Day did? I don't think Ohio State looks very tough today. Yep. <laughs> that's, I, that's what I take away. My name's Lou Holtz. <laughs> Ryan Spur! Day wanted, and Ryan Day want to punch him.
2: Right, Casey, you're up.
0: All right, I'll, I'll go next. Uh, I'm taking Notre Dame. I think they have a bounce back game. That's their one loss of the whole season against OSU. Our so, uh, yeah, Notre Dame.
4: I'm going to go with Duke just because of this. They thought they could play with 10 against Ohio State. They might try, try to play with 9 against Duke. Oh, <laughs> probably oh, not going to work out for it. Fun that's, fact. That's what tough guys that, that's do. That's what, that's, tough guys do. For.
3: that's what tough guys do. They've played with 10 on the field multiple games now, Notre Dame has, which is pretty incredible if you're trying to win football games. If you're trying to be professional uh, or if you're trying to be a serious that's how good football man. That's how good they are. they next got God. They need God out there. All right,
1: next up, we have – the University of Cincinnati Bearcats against BYU. That game's tonight. 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 Or excuse me, tomorrow. I'm just asking. Tonight. Tonight. Ten fifteen. That's what I thought. But then when okay. I said tonight, everyone said tonight, like I was wrong. But then I just realized that you were agreeing with me. All right. At they play tonight. Night. Big. T- you know what they say about big time football programs? They play on Friday nights. All right. Uh, Cincinnati two and two versus BYU three and one. Uh, I am going to take BYU, because they're just a better football team. Simple as
3: that. I feel like I've been attacked. Why is that? I feel like I've been attacked all show. Yeah, Why is I don't that? know.
2: I don't know. That was a uh, great was... question,
1: Sean. <laughs> it's a great question. I love their quarterback. He decides he's not going to play. You know, the, the line still is in favor of BYU. I think people think that you see. I don't know. I don't give a damn, to be honest with you. I'm more focused on the Ryder Cup right now, to be honest. John Rahm misses his putt, by the way. spread. New. Americans have life. Can Scotty Scheffler bury a putt for the first time in his career when it matters the most? I'm going to take the University of
2: Cincinnati. Me too, I guess. Yeah, I don't know why, why Trace took a dig at, at old UC there. I didn't take a dig. You said that's what yeah, big time, uh, that's a big time pl- programs do, the I, cold I, Friday night. I
3: was, I was making fun of Elliot
1: because did. he said he was over there suggesting that the Duke's Mayo Bowl was, was beneath the Bearcats, and I it think is, that's a little ridiculous. It is. Ridiculous. The Duke's
3: Mayo Bowl should be beneath everybody Come on. Who, plays, who plays professional all right. or college
1: well, do, 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 do me a favor then. Yeah. Please do me a favor before we get to our next pick. or well, You know what? In the middle of it, just interrupt me. I'm going go, go. Please go back, Elliot, hey, and find me all the participants in the Duke's Mayo Bowl, please, in the last couple years. Mean, okay. All right, let's go to the next game. How about that? Yeah, next game. Next game. Uh, USC v. Colorado. I think USC is going to give Colorado a little, continue to give them a taste of their own medicine. Uh, the one thing Colorado is not going to get anymore is any kind of sympathy, the way that they obviously kind of go about their business. And there's no, there's no problem with the way Colorado goes about their business, by the way. It's just that you're not going to get anybody's, you're, you're not going to sneak up on anybody anymore. That's not happening. So USC, they got the best player in the country. I'm going to go with uh, the Trojans.
2: Yeah, as much as I would like to put uh, UC's ex girlfriend Deion Sanders to get a cover here, I'm just going to have to go with uh, I'm going to go Southern Cal. I'm going to go with Caleb Williams, who's going to be a Chicago Bear next year.
3: I'm going to take USC. I'm going to take USC respectfully to Colorado. Uh, they don't have a chance. Uh, I'm going to take I'm going to take Colorado. I'm going to take Colorado.
0: I think that hook has a lot to do with it for me.
4: You don't come into Boulder, Colorado at 12 o'clock noon on a Saturday (laughs) and win a game by more than 21 and a half points. Damn right. For
3: their third college game day of the season. Covers.
4: They lose by two touchdowns.
3: (laughs) Their third college game day of the year. I have the the past results for the Duke-Mayo Bowl, if you want to hear some of them. Yeah, just give me some of the names. Uh, Maryland versus North Carolina State, 16-12, that final. South Carolina taking on North Carolina, 38-21. Wisconsin versus Wake Forest.
1: Wisconsin, a a program that somebody just left to go to.
3: (sighs) Kentucky versus Virginia Tech. Virginia, South Carolina, Wake Forest, Texas A&M, Virginia Tech, Arkansas. If I'm going to be honest, not a lot of good teams.
1: I mean, those are decent programs. They're not horrible. Not great. Next game.
0: Next game, we got Ole Miss versus LSU.
1: All right. Um. Uh, this one's tough. I got. I, I. don't know if I really like either one of these teams, if we being honest. But um, I hate this game. I'm going to go with LSU, though, because usually Ole Miss are just frauds. I just, they always find a way to lose four games a year. Ole Miss does, and uh, this seems like one of them.
2: Uh yeah, someone someone's put out a piece of cheese on a on a trap and this seems like a trap. But I'm I'm you know me, I'm a mouse. I'm just gonna gobble up that cheese and give me give me LSU cover in here. Um Jackson Fart sucks. Brian Kelly is the second most intimidating Notre Dame coach of the past hundred years. Lou Holtz of course being number one, still at his ripe age of ninety. Um he looks he
3: looks spry,
2: but uh
3: yeah, give me Brian Kelly and the Tigers. I'll take Brian Kelly and the Tigers as well.
0: Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just zag again. I'm gonna, I'm a, I'm a bet on Casey's a Jackson fart believer. <laughs> I'm a believer, I guess. I'm gonna
4: take Ole Miss. I'm, go- I'm going LSU. Ole Miss never wins big games. It feels like. Yep, they, they, they really don't.
1: They really don't. They're like the Notre Dame of the South. Utah Sorry. v. Oregon State. Um. It's at Oregon State. I kind of scratched my head over this season when I seen Oregon State was ranked. Didn't make a whole lot of sense. So I think I'm in a position where I'm going against my own logic of going with the better program. But the fact that it's only four and a half and Oregon State is favored makes me really just confused. So I kind of just go with my confusion most of the time. That's what I'm going to do here. I'm going to go with Oregon State. No idea why.
4: Let's it's, go Utes. Oh,
2: you're going Utes. We're going Utes. I. It's a Saturday. In fall, early fall? Beavers Earth. always win on Saturdays. Go Oregon State. Roll beeves uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take Utah on
0: this one. I think they uh, Let's go Utes. I think they're just underrated because they're a Pac 12 team. Let's
3: go Utes.
4: Reed said Beavers always win on Saturdays. Well, too bad the game's on a Friday. Ooh. Fine. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Ooh. I'm still gonna take the Beavers. Because of what Trey said, why is the spread minus four and a half? That just don't make any sense.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm just fading my own brain. Doesn't make any sense. I don't really like it. If I was just a if I was just basically a person that looked at the looked at the spreads and was like, Wow, this seems like an easy one. Utah. And then it never goes that way. Live coverage. Um Wyndham Clark to tie the hole. He's gotta have it. And he misses it. Nope. because America. we just I mean, you just can't get out of your own way. Five foot putt. It's just, uh, it's tough. It's a tough. Tough scene right now if you're an American golf fan. Broncos v Bears. Uh, I mean, what a battle of the of the America's of the game of the week. What a what what a battle this is. Uh, this game will be seen probably by
2: many on the Red Zone channel, and that's about it. It is being shown to 90% of the country. I just saw a graph the other day. You know, they they picked it out. 90% of the country is getting Broncos Bears.
1: Love that. That's that's what you call the NFL maybe just trying to force people to buy the Sunday ticket. Seems like a good idea to me. You think you're going to get by and get big games on the local channels? Oh, wait until Roger Goodell gets a hold of that. (laughs) Yeah, have fun. You don't want to buy the Sunday ticket. You get to watch the Bears and the Broncos, baby. You enjoy that. I won't be watching it.
2: But I'll ride. Let's ride. Oh. I'll take them. Give me the Broncos. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think the Broncos are better. They're better than the Bears. But the Bears are the most catastrophic team in the National Football League. This is the Caleb Williams Bowl. This is the Bowl. This I mean, whoever loses this game is going to get Caleb Williams. At least going to get the number one pick. It is for that reason that I think the Bears will win because that would be something that a smart team would do, would lose this game, start 0-4, get on the track to get Caleb Williams. But no, they're going to come back and they're going to win this one to be 1-3, and they'll end up winning three games this year and not get the number one seed.
3: My logic is similar to Reed. I think the Broncos are significantly better than the Bears, but the Bears, I, I just think I, – I don't know. There's something about the Bears where they just search such a pitiful, disgraceful franchise organization where they're going to go in this game with the most fire they've had all year and they'll win it. So, I'll go Chicago.
0: Yeah, I just think – I think the Bears franchise is really bad, guys. I mean, like, abysmal. And I think the Broncos, if you, if you just take away the Dolphins game, they played two really – they they played two really close games, so I'm going to take the Broncos, winning by a touchdown. Because t- the Bears have lost by more than two scores so far in every game.
4: I'm going to take the Bears simply because they're at home. But one one thing about the Bears, they got not just one chance to get the first pick; they got two because they got the Carolina Panthers and pick next Ooh. year too, and they're on three as well.
0: So. Oh, back to back one
4: and
1: get two a franchise quarterback. Who knows? We'll see. Maybe they'll trade back again. Bengals beat Titans, uh, simply put. um, I'll I'll be a contrarian just because I can. Uh, Bengals win on a last-second field goal, win by one. Titans cover. Mm.
3: Yeah, I mean, what are we doing here? Who day? I mean. I agree with Rita Rue. I think the Bengals are better. So, I I mean, certainly better than two. So, I think the Bengals win this game. I'm going to say they win it by 10 points. It's going to be the coming-out party for the offense. I would predict that the Bengals score 31 points in this game. Nice. Boots oh. 31, 31 points. Boots in the ground. I'll have boots on ground. I'll have boots on the ground, baby. I'll have them on the ground. DM on me if you want to. On up. the ground. Reed will be there. I Have you seen a sporting event this season live where your team has won? Me? Yeah. Who? Me? Yeah. We were in Wrigley Field Oh, that's together. right, for the murder. Never mind. Sean, back to you.
4: I hate this, but I'm going to go Bengals.
0: Yeah, I'm also no. going Bengals, too. I think that they uh, – this is the get-right game. I mean, if they can't unlock this passing attack against the secondary, it's going to be a long season.
4: I can't believe Mike Rabel has this bad of a defense.
2: It's not good.
4: Yeah, It's not like him.
2: You all Trace? right, Trace? Trace, Trace is, <laughs> is head deep. And, listen, Americans don't win over in Europe unless, like, the world's fate is at hand.
1: Um, I mean, I don't know. Jordan Spieth just hit on 18, one in the water. So it's all down to Justin Thomas, the guy that literally nobody wanted on this team. Captain hit. America. I mean, Justin Thomas, we've got to give him Reed credit. If, 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 if oh. Justin Thomas is able to just to have this hole now, to no. be honest with you, he was. Then at this point, here we are. JT uh, was Captain, Captain America.
4: Yeah. Patrick Reed was?
1: Yeah, he
0: was, yeah.
4: Oh, I
1: that Thomas was but, but JT and uh, – JT and J- Jordan Spieth have been kind of America's little duo for a while. And John Rom's chipped in, by the way, three times a day. So congratulations to him. I don't know. Do you wake up tomorrow and watch this or not? Probably not. Falcons v. Jaguars. I am going to take the Falcons based off the fact that I don't believe in the Jags more than anything. So I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not believing the Falcons believing. like Casey. But I definitely don't believe in the Jags. So I am going to take the Falcons. I think the Falcons win. Don't even need the points.
0: Ooh.
3: Sounds like a believer to me. Jaguars. That was a good bit. (laughs) That was a great bit there. Uh, I think the Falcons are one of the worst teams in the history of the sport. I think Desmond Ritter is one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. I think Jake Browning might – you know what, Trace? I'll give you that one. Jake Browning's better than Ritter. I'll give you that. So I will take the Jaguars minus three. I might do alternate line minus 15 and a half. Because I think the, i think I, I truly believe the Falcons are disgusting, so Jaguars win bounce back, get get right game for the Jags
0: you would just be wrong, Elliot the Falcons this is their uh this is their get right game. Jaguars are still struggling to get pressure that means Desmond Ritter is going to have time in the pocket oh boy unlike the last three weeks desmond ritter has and time, huh? he's gonna be able to might get up to 100 game manage there. he's gonna well he's had over 175 for like two or three weeks now so congrats on that he's one he's gonna get over 2500 he's maybe. gonna get over 2500 that's for sure What, a, what and bar. and uh the jags defense is just not very good simple as that right now it's just not very good so i think the the falcons with their underrated defense take care of business get the win
4: I'm going with the Jags. I think they bounce back. They're they're not as bad as they looked. Mm. All right. This That's is
1: fair? a humongous pitch shot.
4: Is this is this game being from, played in England? From Justin I think. Thomas. I think yeah, it it's is. Nine thirty kick. My
2: favorite thing about the National Football League is that we put our best product out. We show Europeans. We show Great Britain, the UK. We say, hey, this is our favorite sport over in America. We're going to show you the NFL. We're going to play a game in front of you guys. And every single year we send the Jacksonville Jaguars over there. (laughs) Every single year, no team. I think there's been three teams that have been over there more than like once, more than twice. The Jacksonville Jaguars have played in the UK nine times. Nine times. Like 28 of the other 32 franchise. Can have only played there twice? Is it because they make jaguars in England? I don't get it. Like I don't, I I, I don't. Why the Jags? I don't get it. They're Europe's
3: team. Uh, yeah, I, I don't understand it, but it is fun to watch. There's nothing worse than having your team play in that game, but there's nothing better than having that game available to you. It just, it's just a little morning. It's a breakfast game. I love a good breakfast game in the NFL. So you get a breakfast, lunch, and dinner in the NFL on Sunday. They the honestly, I always, I love when they have a breakfast game. Yeah.
2: Cause it's nice waking up. It's like a, it's like a premature primetime game. Yeah. I would love if they did that every week. Except for if they pick the Bengals to play, like I, it's your right team th- playing at 9 a.m. would be terrible. I, I
3: remember watching the Bengals versus at the time Redskins, now Commanders. Oh, wow! It was the wow. worst. It was the worst football game I've ever seen. I think Andy Dalton and I think Kirk Cousins threw like 16 straight interceptions, back and forth, back and forth, and they went all way, it went to overtime, and then I think they tied it after a couple missed field goals by both kickers.
1: They were so, jet lagged, huh?
3: Jet lagged jet lag, jet lag could be true, but it was one of the worst games I've ever seen. Next game.
1: Um, Justin Thomas just slipped out a chip. He has a very very good birdie chance, so uh. he might just save the day. Who knew? Justin Thomas, the guy oh, that the God Americans America. all needed. Uh, I'm going to take the Dolphins. I think that they're a pretty damn good team. Bills are a good team too though. So this is this is, this is a great game. Really good game. It is interesting Buffalo is favored and I think Buffalo is probably the play if you're if you're a gambling man, but I don't know.
2: Yeah, I think this is uh just a reminder that the Bills are are pretty damn good. I know they've uh they lost to them. They got their ass kicked by the Bengals last year in the postseason and played one of the most exciting games against the Chiefs a couple years ago in the postseason, but they're pretty damn good. They're Super Bowl contenders for a reason. Give me the Bills.
3: Tracer said for my logic, for me. I think the Dolphins are better. I think they've been playing better this season. For that reason and for that reason alone, I'm taking the Buffalo Bills just because I think it's the right play from a gambling standpoint. I think the Sharps will be on Buffalo. Minus two and a half. Go Bills. Um, I'm just doing a quick
0: – Quick look at the injury report before I have this take. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm confident with this. I think the uh, I think Miami gets it done. Without with with the Bills without Von Miller, I don't think that they're going to be able to keep this game close. So it's going to be a shootout. It's going to get up real high. I think each team's going to score thirty points, but I think Miami has enough in the tank. The ammunition there is just out of this world. So. Yeah, take it's it by
4: me. Yeah, the Bills beat up on a couple bad opponents as they always do, and now they're playing the Dolphins, the three and Dolphins, and I think the Dolphins get it done. Good stuff.
0: Last game, I'm dead inside,
1: guys. Why?
4: What Victor, happened? Victor Hovland. Just Victor oh.
1: Hovland just made like a seventeen oh. a seventeen foot putt, and uh, now Thomas, with his birdie putt, who should have been a chance to win the match, is now got to make that probably six or seven footer, just a tie.
3: I got a question for this game. Our picks are already up there. As a Browns. Bengals, as a Bengals fan, I'm who dead. would you want? Who would you rather win this game? Ravens. I agree.
2: I don't. I, I don't want the Browns to ever feel fun. Justin Thomas
3: steps, steps up I to agree. his putt. That's fair. Seven
1: footer to, to at least save the Ryder Cup. He misses this, the Ryder Cup's over. It looks like a little right to left, about seven foot.
0: Yeah, I have to agree, guys. I really don't want the Browns to win this because the Bengals struggle against the Browns mightily. So, yeah, I'm going to hopeful hopeful that the, the Browns don't cover, but I feel like they will because the Ravens are just banged up right They're now.
2: They're very banged. I forgot about all their injuries when I made this pick. I want to switch over to the Browns, but I'm not a coward. I'm not cowardly. I've never been I'm a coward. coward. I'll fight Lou Holtz tonight if he wants to fight. Lou Holtz. Uh, give me Give me the Ravens.
4: The Browns lose to everybody in the AFC North except the Bengals, so the Ravens are going to win.
2: Nice. That's a good point. That's a good point. The like Browns that.
4: are just a terrible, terrible like franchise.
2: That. Terrible. What the, are, are the
1: Browns f- going to get credit from you guys if they win this game? Just curious.
4: I
0: already gave them credit. We you. already
1: gave them credit this year. Yeah, we we Mike, them well, my question is when do you take them actually seriously? I'm already We did. Oh, so we're already there? Yeah, we're already there. All right, cool.
4: I was just curious. The, I'll what's take funny? Them serious when they play teams that aren't in the AFC North, except the Bengals. Love that, Spur. You know
2: what's <laughs> funny about Browns? Browns fans is in in some Ohio State fans from this area might not realize this. I have a bunch of friends that are Ohio State fans and Browns fans from Northern Ohio. They love the Browns way more than they love Ohio State. I'm speaking only from like my five or six friends that this happens for, which is just crazy to me that one team has brought them nothing but despair and agony, and they love that team over the other team that has brought them nothing but joy, nothing but joy from the Ohio State Buckeyes and nothing but despair from the Browns. And they like the Browns more. That's crazy to me. I digress. It's fair. Does that do it for the picks?
3: Not That's quite. Not right. We got our favorite segment. It's high school football. Pick 'em. High school picks have founded. They've been the cement stone that have locked in Chatterbox Sports. We started with high school sports, and now we got all the way up to here with Tom Brennerman and off the bench. These are the most important picks of the week. This is what Chatterbox Sports has been built on. Uh, record from last week. Reed went five and zero last week. Reed Ooh. went five and zero. Everybody else <laughs> went four and one. Pretty good. Pretty, Woo! pretty good week. It was a pretty good week. So. And again, Sean, you're new to this. You're new to this. I'm not going to even keep your scores. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, but the loser of this, Sean, this is the best part. The loser gets fired. He loses his livelihood. He loses his insurance. He loses his house. He loses his car. He loses his wife. It's like every country song ever. You're going to lose it all. All right? That's what happens when you lose high school pick them, the most important pick this side of the Mississippi. All right. Here we go. First up. We got Mueller taking on Elder at the pit. At the pit. I've watched Mueller all season long, and I say this with love, and I say this with respect. They aren't very good. I'm going to take Elder. Elder minus 14 and a half. If that's a spread that McNeil guy brought out, that's great. I don't know if it is or not. Elder wins this game at the pit. Uh, Mueller has a proud Hamiltonian as their starting
2: quarterback, Matt Ponatowski. Is that why they've sucked all season? Go Ooh. ahead. Sorry. Oh, man. I mean, just hating on a 15-year-old kid. That's tough. That's a tough look for, for old Elliot. But I still love Elliot. I still love Mouse Cop. I still love all the fighting out Tioras in the world. Give me Elder winning at the pits. Yeah.
3: Woo. Panther Roar. Race. <laughs> Molar Elder. Elder.
0: What do you guys got? Ooh. I'm
4: going, mower
3: All right. Again, I'm not
0: keeping your the mighty up. Mighty Minimolar. You know... I'm gonna go molar too. This is where I'm gonna extend my lead a little great. bit. Great. Good good for you guys. Hope you lose. All
3: right. Next up we have another thriller. We got Scott at Boone County. We're heading to the great state of Kentucky for Scott at Boone County. Again, high school sports high school pick'em. High school sports pick'em is the most important pick'em we do on this show. Scott at Boone County. Read. Uh, Boone County Distillery is the official sponsor
2: of the Cincinnati Reds. For that reason, I'm taking Scott.
3: There we go. Okay, I'm going to take Boone County. I'm sure they got a great program this year over in Kentucky. I don't give a damn.
1: Anybody else? Uh, Scott, I assume it's pretty tough to play against a team that has has a talent pool of an entire county. Um, So (laughs)
0: I'm going to take Boone County for that reason. That's right, baby. Yeah, I'm going to take Boone County as well.
3: Sean? Boone County. Okay, here we go. Uh, this is another going Wilmington at Batavia, Ooh. Wilmington at Batavia. I'm going to go Batavia. I'm going to take the home dog or the home dogs here. I think they're underdogs. I'm going to go with, uh, Wilmington. Who did I say Batavia? Sure. Batavia,
2: Elliot, here's a crisp $5 bill. If you can name me either one of those high school's mascots, I'll give you $5. You ready for this? You ready for this? It can't be Batavia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, then no. I'm done.
3: Okay. All right.
2: Who is it? What, what, what's their name? I didn't know. I was bluffing. All right. Come on. Wildcats. Nope. Batavia Bulldogs, Wilmington Hurricanes. Give me the Wilmington Hurricanes. Trace, who do you got?
4: Wilmington, the- Batavia. Trace. We're dead. Trace. Wilmington. Literally,
2: why do you get worked
1: up? They always lose. I just wanted to watch meaningful golf this weekend, and they can't even get through the first day. Zach Johnson. Just the, the first day. Just let me wake up tomorrow morning and have something to watch that I care about. Instead, we go out here and we get blistered. Because we got Ricky Fowler. Justin Thomas, who's played well. Jordan Spieth. No, don't, don't, don't pick guys that are hot. Don't do that. Just, just pick a bunch of your friends. Anyways.
3: Casey, Wilmington, Wilmington. Batavia.
0: I'm going to take Wilmington.
3: Sean? Batavia. There we go, Sean and I. The Bulldogs. All right, next one up, we got the two. It's the it's America's game of the week here in Cincinnati. It is Lachlan taking on New Miami, not Old Miami. These guys are new, New Miami. I'm gonna take Lachlan. I've seen New Miami Miami's facilities. I'm not going to lie. It looks like a tornado hit. It looks like the remnants oh God, of Katrina. I, and that's with love and respect in New Miami, but they're not very good, and they play in a dumpster. That's with love and respect, of course. I'm going to take – what did I say? Lachlan. Uh, Lachlan. Don't
4: you punch down on the village.
3: Yeah. I, I mean, listen, I I, I, <laughs> I.
2: like joking around and stuff like this, but that's, 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 that was mean. That was That was mean-spirited. Nothing
3: nothing meaner than having high school kids play on that monstrosity of a field. But go ahead. God. Lachlan or whatever I said. New Miami. God.
2: I'm shook over here. That actually made me sad. Um, Give me – it's called the Lachlan split is going to be the joke. Sure. You can make a punchline yourself. The Lachlan.
3: Lachlan. Great. Uh, I'll take Lachlan. (laughs) I see this trend. Yeah, I'm taking Lachlan. That,
2: That was so mean.
3: Sean? I'll go to Lachlan. All right. All right. And finally, thank God, it is Noah Valley at East Clinton. I've never heard of this place in my entire life. Is this a real place? Yes. Noah Valley? It's a lot of S's in there. A lot of S's. Mississinanoa. Mississinanoa Valley at East Clinton. Uh, Missinawa is how you pronounce it. Mississinanoa.
2: Um, I covered them back when I worked up at Van Wert. Um, East Clinton, ah, shoot, I don't know. East Clinton, sure. I'll take
3: Mississippi.
1: Mississinoa. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, I just looked up Mississippi and they've only scored 40 points out of six games, so I'm not taking Mississinoa. I'm going to take East Clinton. Did you look look up East Clinton? I mean. Let's look at East Clinton's real quick. Yeah. 108. 108. That's a bit better than 40. All right. I'm okay, switching my well, pick. i am
3: switching my pick. I'm switching my pick. That was a great stat. I'm, I'm going to East Clinton. I'm going to East Clinton. Trace, would you like to go to East Clinton with me?
1: No, I could care less.
3: All right. same. Okay. That was it. All right. Loser of that gets fired. Loser of that segment gets fired. And that's great. Trace, we have a Ryder Cup update.
1: It's not good. Not I mean, good? Uh, no. John Rahm and Victor Hovland just carried the Europeans to uh, to to. They just basically gave him the full point. Um, fortunately, here's the situation. Uh, if you're not watching the Ryder Cup right now. The United States are on hole 18 again. Remember what I said about those two matches where the US could possibly take two of them? Um, they're gonna have to birdie because John Rahm just threw in a dart. Now Brooks Kepka did just step up and throw a dart in there, so it's looking alright. All right, we're back. Congratulations to Brooks Kepka. Just hit a great shot. Okay, so it's time of the show where uh, where we have to we have to we have to go our separate ways. Before we do, what did I
3: forget?
2: Uh, do we have a cherry on top? Do we? Uh, no, I don't
3: think we have a cherry on top. The cherry on top is the Ryder Cup. Shout out UDF. Ryder Cup, the biggest match in golf.
2: Reminder, I won't be on the show next week because you guys got 100 likes. So thank you for that. For $500, I'm homeless. So think Just about remember,
3: that. Just remember,
2: $500, that's all $500 it and I, I lose my job. I mean, there's two ways I lose my job. Either you pay $500 or I lose the high school pickup. That's right. And I'll be living in New Miami.
1: Great oh. town. We need to get off this show. It's been off the rails already. It's actually was a good show, then it was a bad show, then it was a good show again.
3: I think it was just a good show. Yeah, I think it was just a good just, show. Can you compliment our show? Like, yeah. Can, can you compliment can you, our show? Can you just be more positive? Good it good, listen,
1: it was a good show, it was a bad show, it was a good show again. When was the bad show? When I was the bad show? Kind of like the Bengals' defense.
3: What was the bad show portion? What was the bad portion
1: bad show? I think it was show? all good. I genuinely the think... Bad, th- the bad show portion was when we just had to mutter through that high school pick that no one gave a shit about.
3: Everybody it's chatterbox was founded on high school Correct. sports i don't know <laughs> what talk are talking about <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> I mean, do you even care <laughs> I, think, I think i think the i think the Ryder cup update I, and i now. think we
0: get fired <laughs> if we lose that so i
3: think it's yeah, kind of why important don't you, why don't you trace. shake the hand that feeds you i mean this is high school county versus who was it what was that scott 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 Whoa. they make a good grass seed i hear no free ads hall of famer from boone county Sean Alexander. Wow. Ever hear of him. Known that. Ever hear of him? My God. Have some respect for the great game of high school football. All
1: right. Uh this show is sponsored by United Dairy Farmers. We do have a cherry on top. Casey, uh find uh find that little clip and run it. Run it. Run it. Run it. <laughs> little what what run, run run the run the cherry on top. Okay. Let's go. Okay. Come All on. Oh well Here it you is. You said and run the clip, that's, that's not a. well, whatever, <laughs> Stinger. My bad. I was a little off on my words. Alright, this is United Air Farmers. Cherry on top. Brought to you by... Me. Listen. who? You can think I'm a troll. You can say I'm poking the bear. Say whatever you want. All I'm suggesting is that you rally around your guy. You rally around your backup. Stop calling him a bum. Stop saying he's worthless. Stop saying he couldn't score three points against the Browns. Stop saying he couldn't score 17 against the Ravens, who the Colts just beat without a quarterback. Stop saying he couldn't rally around and get whatever it was. 19 points against the, the, the Rams. Stop doing that. Believe in him. He can do it. He's in the NFL. He's not Elliot. He's got a chance. We do this show every single day, Monday through Friday, from 10 hey. to 12. P. P. Which means we will not be on air until Monday. There's a lot of sports that happen between now and then. We'll talk about all of it when we get back Monday. We hope to see you. Thank you for watching. Enjoy your weekend.
3: Randy, Mark, Mr. Mo, Chat Power Rankings. Go to
1: America.